Every time we shit really hard on something, he fucks up the recording. (laughs) Every single time. So, I mean, you know, I I think this is, uh, it's up to you whether or not I fuck up the recording. (laughs) That was a great episode, too. Do you remember that shit? The Mortal Kombat one? Was it the Mortal Kombat one that got fucked up? We lost the Mortal Kombat one, and there was another one that was an all-time great episode, and this guy right here fucked it up. And we're not even... This isn't even hyperbole. No. It was a great fucking episode. Yes. And I think we were so demoralized, we were just like, fuck it. We'll record another night. Screw this. Yeah, the the Mortal Kombat episode, there was like a problem with the files, right? Did something get corrupted? Was that what the problem was? The audio, I could never get it lined up. That sucks. <clears throat> Fuck that Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex, at the head of the table, in Ooh. my chair. He, did you hear that? His chair. It's he's in my it now. Chair. For right now, it yeah. says. Mm. Joining us tonight, special guest, Erica. Hello. Location change. Yes. We're in my den. room. Yes. This is Erica's realm. Maybe there will be less echo in here. Is it usually pretty echoey in the other room? No, no, it's fine. It's okay. fine. I was gonna say, but in theory, there should be less. There's think, more stuff to absorb sound. Right. Well, and it's not so big. We're not recording yeah. in our, our basement proper. I have a little. Yeah. Know, what you call it? It's kind of my art room, kind of a library, a den type situation. Den. Yeah. A den. We call it a den. den. Den doesn't necessarily mean there has to be a desk. I kind of like library though, because. You know, you could put a library on your ship and sail the seas with it. Do you want to do this? Do you want to do you want to do this? Because we can do it if you want to do it. Do you want to talk about the gay pirate show? Because I will talk. I've only watched an episode. I can talk about the gay pirate show if you want. Alex, uh, we we did neglect to uh, inform you you were supposed to watch the gay pirate show. So I apologize. I didn't think we were going to watch it last night, and then you flipped it on after the Halo debacle. So it was like, okay, let's end the evening on a high note. Well, yeah, exactly. So high notes subjective. The Halo show is going to be great content for this podcast. So I would argue that. <laughs> I, I would note. say that it will be very good content. We're going to get we're going to get some mileage out of the Halo show. Well, let's start with this. We're going to talk about the Halo TV show. Why don't we start with now? We only saw the pilot. So yes. obviously things could either get much worse. They could get much better. They could stay the same. We have no fucking idea. We don't. But if you were going to rate this pilot out of 10, what would you give it? So I would say the main the main thing you want a pilot to do is to get people involved in the story and interested in what is going to happen. I don't care about either of those things. I thought there was some interesting maybe tidbits that I was like okay that could be interesting to see where it goes but it, I was initially I was like I would rather not I'm good normally I'm like give it three episodes and then we'll make a decision but so I gotta say I would probably give it I'm gonna go with like a four mm. that's what I was thinking four because mm. I was I was thinking as I was watching it I was like this is like okay, this is like a six, like through most of it. And then at the very end of it, it just careened off a cliff for me. When, well, what would, what would you rate it, Alex? I I would say it was about a six. Okay. 
I got, and this is dumb because I don't really, I don't care. It's Halo. It was never really my thing. I don't, I don't care. When he took his, his helmet off, I got like irrationally angry. Because I was I didn't just like, care because I figured it would. You happen. knew it was going to happen. We talked about this. It was either on the show or a random conversation that we had when we heard about this. You said they're taking the helmet off. I got annoyed because I'm like, I think we've shown uh, with the Mandalorian that you can have a masked protagonist and still have and still make a connection. Oh, and there. I thought the actor was it Pablo Schreiber? Is that how you say his name? Sure. I have no idea how to say that last name. I've been saying it wrong for years. Well, okay, we'll just call him Pablo. We're first naming you, buddy. There we go. We love you. Pops. P. P. Big P. P. Well, at least we're using his... We don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Calm down, Erica. This isn't that type of fucking podcast, okay? No, I do that with my friends later. Well, you know, at least we're using his actual first name, and we're just not calling him Chief. Because I definitely there are t- people in in you know well there's been a cinematic mixture. world there's, that- there's been a mixture and that's what they kind of did in the Halo games too there was a little bit of Chief and John depending on how close that person was with him oh no 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 I mean me talking about that character we are actually going to use the character's first name the actor's first name I was gonna call him Chief but. Oh, you were John okay. So, John. so we are. Dis- so we're not even. We're not. We're not on a first name basis. We're not anymore. on a first name basis Chief. with Pablo. It is now Chief Pops. We're done. Well, I'm saying Master the Chief. actor Pablo. Yeah. Well, but you're saying you're going to call him Chief. Dear God in heaven, <laughs> there's enough to talk about. <laughs> I, I don't know what winding path you suddenly decided to go down. There's enough to talk about with this show. That we don't need to do whatever the fuck you're doing over there. So let's put the kibosh on that right now. If we're starting with the helmet thing, that was in many ways the least of the problems because I figured that was coming. I predicted that. After our conversation, I figured it would probably happen, but it still irrationally made me mad. Well, And here's the thing. I guess in the games, there's no... It's not like he has an issue showing people his face or doesn't want to. It's just they never showed it, and I think it just kind of became a thing. Well, it's the faceless protagonist right. in the video so game, can, so you can project so yourself you, Exactly, onto. exactly. So I he can that. be any nationality you want him to be. He can be any whatever. And I w- it is probably a hard sell to an actor that, oh, your face is going to be covered for the, the 99% of this show. I don't think that's an issue for someone of that actor's level, because the reality is you're getting on a big project. Fair. Uh, it, they could fucking make me look like I'm the ugliest dude alive. You're, that's true. You're no, on the true. Halo show. It that's should, fair. It should be a big project, which is another one of the things I'm going to come back to. But when it comes to the helmet, it doesn't really bother me because I figured the showrunners would have no self-control. So it was like, okay, I've already accepted that this was going to happen. Sure. Uh, and it wasn't like the Mandalorian where it was a thing that he doesn't, you know, it's like their code that they don't show their face to sure. people. And my only issue with them is that they shouldn't have done it at the end of the first season in The Mandalorian because it would have meant so much more if they waited to do it at the end when of the they next season. When they did it, when, you know... He's doing it for... for I know kid, right? anyone who listens to this podcast has watched The Mandalorian, but, spoilers, when Luke shows up and takes Baby Yoda, whatever his fucking name was. Baby Yoda. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 
and you know baby yoda wants to you know see his face that was a very touching moment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would have been even bigger if he had never taken the helmet off if before. If we hadn't seen it and, before And it's that like, too. we know what the actor looks like. We know who it is. But it's still, like, in the context of the show, would have meant more. It was still a great moment. Mm-hmm. It just would have been even better. Agreed. If they would have planned more. Agreed. Now, to me, like, in this Halo show, I understand why he took his helmet off. Because it's like, hey, I need you to trust me. Or we're not fucking making it out of here. So I get the context, but it was just fucking... It's whatever. It was like one of the smallest problems, honestly, yeah. in the show. I mean, it just it just kind of like fell flat as a moment to me. Yes. You know? Well, it wasn't earned yet. No. It's like, I don't care about any of these people. I think the, the worry is they're going to be a lot of the whole, oh, well, the people watching this already know all of the stuff about this shit. So we don't have to delve too deep. Mm-hmm. We don't have to work to make those moments because they are like they, we can make them artificially. That's a concern. Sure. Um, well, I, I'm going to be all over the place because I have so many varying thoughts on this show and what it is versus what it should have been. Uh, what were your hopes, Alex? What well, did you want it to be? What should it have been? I mean, my expectations going in were very low, which is why I think it's a six in my mind, this episode anyway, because my my expectations were so low. But what should it have been? It should have been a prestige TV show. It Mm -hmm. should have been a top-end, well-written, high-budget television show that everyone would be talking about, like around the proverbial water cooler, you know? Um, instead, so something like the Mandalorian. Sure, it should have been the Mandalorian or Game of Thrones. Thrones or The Sopranos or whatever. It should have been like a space drama, right? Um, which is what I think they're going for. But the show has a very Sci-Fi Channel feel to it, to me. Yeah, it felt and, very cheap. And that, yes, and that's not to say I don't enjoy certain things on the Sci-Fi Channel. But, hey, that Stargate uh, SG-1 show was great. Yeah, but I also understand if you're watching the Sci-Fi Channel or you're watching DC shows on the CW, they have to work within a certain budget constraint because of the realities of network television. Mm-hmm. This show does not have that constraint, or at least it shouldn't. And so my my main problem, and I'll give you a comparison, is that to me... This, the purpose of this show, more than anything, should have been to make it as good as it possibly could be to drive people to your Halo video game. Okay, well, there's here's, essentially here's, a big advertisement. Here, here's, right? a, here's a question for you, though. I'm going to push back a little bit. What should the budget have been for this show? Whatever it needed to be. No, you can't do that. you got to give it a budget. Give I don't it a compar- know what the, I don't well, know but what give the it a com- Give it a comparable oh, show. Hot. It should be the Mandalorian budget. The Mandalorian budget. Okay. Actually, it should be the Game of Thrones budget. The Game of Thrones budget. Okay. Because, because if you think about Halo, Mandalorian has been mostly more intimate affairs. Even the battles are mm-hmm. generally, you know, him against, like, a couple people. And I think that's also because they know... one big enemy. They, they know the constraints of their budget, though. Sure. This is what we can work within, so this is what we're going to do. If, if you think about the Halo video games, though... What is it generally? You're usually dropped into the middle of a giant all-out war. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe some of it's more constrained in terms of you're in, like, indoor environments. Sure. A lot of the time, though, you're <clears throat> driving around on the Warthog. You're fighting tanks. 
there's 50 enemies running around. So I'm thinking more Game of Thrones level. That's okay. what the show should have been. Just in from a budget and a scale perspective. Sure. And what I also wonder is for this premiere, is this what the show's gonna be the whole time? Or was this maybe the peak of the budget action wise? Right. Because it's the because it's the pilot and then it becomes a different show going forward well, action wise. Generally pilots have lower budgets. But this is a different situation. Is it though? For something like a show that's already been picked up, like this isn't a traditional pilot in the sense sure. that they didn't film this and then it goes to the network and the network approves the show. And then they get a high. The show got picked forward. up. Like the yeah. show got picked up. Yeah. We're making a season of it. Go. Okay. Right. So it's not a, your traditional pilot in that sense. Where they're just scraping everything together with duct tape and cardboard. Mm-hmm. So Though, my, I mean, it kind of looked like that. My, my point <laughs> just is, my, my comparable is, and I've never played League of Legends, and I've never watched that arcane show on Netflix, but what I've heard is that show has is very high budget, has excellent artwork, really good, supposed to be really, really when good. When it came out, and this is the way I, I gauge everything, because I just exist on Tumblr, um, I, I haven't seen anything. Yeah. With the Halo show, the Halo premiere on Tumblr. Well, Anywhere, I did see all. today. I don't. Yeah, I don't know about like that, but but I Arcane, did see... I saw a lot of shit, and it's gorgeous. It's beautifully yeah. animated. It looks like they're maybe not a, mo- a lot of money behind it because animation. It's a little different, but it, it's a nice looking show. And so I don't no, know that you can say that about. I don't know how much they spent on Arcane versus what Netflix Netflix is paying them rights mm-hmm. fees wise, but my thought process on something like that would be if you got to lose money on the show that's just what you do to drive people back to your video game to make all make more money there especially to make the but to make especially the franchise like more, but the problem is reaching. that's not it's not microsoft that needs or 343 that's fronting the money for this they're getting paid by whatever by whether it's Amblin or Paramount for the rights to the show. Paramount Plus and Amblin, they're going out to make money off of this. Microsoft really obviously Microsoft wants it to be successful, but I would doubt if they have a significant financial stake in it. Well, I don't know what's going on, but they should because to me, the the point should be the cross marketing potential, right? And I've already I can already tell you they fucked this up because I don't play Halo Infinite because I don't enjoy the multiplayer all that much. But I heard like on Halo Infinite, when this show premiered, there's no like extra skins related to the show. There's no advertising of the show or any sort of like you can't get any icons or sprays or whatever related to the show. And my thought process is, is that's fucking stupid <laughs> because you should be promoting the show to drive more people to it. Like, and I, look, I read, you know, it's the biggest premiere of any show on um, Paramount Plus yet, mm-hmm. which is who knows what that even means. I, you're not seeing numbers. But, so exactly. What is that? Well, look, I mean, there's stuff on there, right? Like Star Trek Discovery cards sure, on sure, there. So there fair. are some shows that are, you know, fairly big name shows that are on there. And Halo did better than those, and maybe that's partially just because, hey, 
people have been dying for some sort of Halo TV show or movie for 15 years or whatever. Well, I was going to, we were talking about this yesterday because you were kind of like, oh, Amblin, they're there involved. And I was like, Spielberg picked up the rights, like, yeah. Or it had been yeah. rumored to be involved, like, thousands of years ago when they were talking about this. Because remember in, like, it was right, they were talking about, like, a Bioshock oh, thing, too. they been talking about doing the Halo show forever. There were a bunch of big video game projects mm-hmm. that everybody was like, ooh, they're talking about making a movie or a, a show or some shit. It was movies back then. Now everything's a show. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Overall, I was not impressed. I thought it was very... It, I understand, like, tropes are tropes for a reason, but the the kids getting high and then everyone immediately dying. That was more gore than I expected when you have the kids getting their legs blown off and everything. I right. mean, that was unexpected. And that was unexpected, but I was just kind of like, I, as soon as they took the, they're like, oh, there's going to get high. I'm like, you, oh, you, you knew fuckers the kids are were all dead. dead. Yeah, you knew they were all dead. And then the whole thing with the daughter and the father, I was like, one of these fuckers is dying, probably Oh, the, the father was dying for You're sure. You're dead that meat, was so like, clear. immediately. Yeah. It was just, it, and it's like, I, I don't know if it was they just. They did hit all the tropes. Which is fine, normally. It, like, if it's... I, tropes on their own don't annoy me, but it was just done so uninspired, if that makes any sense. It was so by the numbers that I was just kind of like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really care. I, I, there wasn't know, anything. No stunt work was impressive. Like, when the, the Spartans finally got there, I was like, yeah. okay, maybe we'll see some some interesting fighting, some interesting, like, hand-to-hand combat. Eh, didn't the, do much the for action, me. The action was fine. I mm. didn't like the first person perspective stuff just because they always want to do though. this in every video game show. It yep. doesn't work. It's so jarring. It looks stupid. It was fun in Doom. It was stupid. In That's that also very long. It was 50,000 years ago. And it was just a short enough section of the movie. I thought it was fine. Um, but there, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. The action was fine. I thought the elites looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, Master Chief and the other Spartans, their suits looked good. Um, I did say it appeared at least, and I don't know if this is true or not, or if the CG is just that good on his suit. It looked like it's an actual costume. It, it looked like a practical outfit. Yeah, I mean, you could kind of tell they were moving a little bit robotically, probably because of the limitations of the suit I'm sure, in. but it's I'd rather yeah. that than a CGI nightmare. Sure. Yeah, I mean... I was fine with the suits. Uh, they looked good to me. I thought the elites looked good. The action was mostly fine. I think there were some logic breaks where you have stuff like uh, the humans that are there in that colony or whatever it was can't do shit to the elites. And that kind of made sense when they're firing at them with like whatever, like their busted ass AK-47s or whatever. But then... Master Chief rips the mounted gun off that truck and the same mounted gun that they couldn't use to do anything. He just like insta kills three elites. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, if we're going like for the in-universe logic, his aim is just way better. Maybe, <laughs> you know, there was a part at the start with the kids, too, where they're all on this cliff and then they jump down. It's not a cliff and there's all these trees. That was jarring as well. Remember when uh I can't remember the character's name, but the Asian girl who's running away from her, all her friends getting viciously murdered. <laughs> and she like jumps off a cliff. Yes. Hits the sand in rolls yeah, and just like and keeps, keeps running. running. I'm like your ankles would be destroyed. And it looked like so 
uncanny valley just yeah. like the way it was shot whatever like it had to be, i'm sure it was like wire work right but it just looked so weird because it was like it just yeah it did yeah uh, so it's whatever you know when they a lot of the stuff just looks so cheap like the suits look good but then that colony looked so low rent and i understand that's probably the only scene that's ever gonna be in that area so they were like okay we're doing this 15 minutes here and then we're never coming back so it just looked like it literally looked like they propped up a couple walls in a desert which is probably what That's they did. That's probably what they did. Probably weren't even in desert. They were probably on like in a parking lot somewhere. So I did a little Google foo. Google foo while we were talking here. The budget for I knew this was bothering him. This <laughs> this series ninety million for season one. The budget for season one of Game of Thrones. I take, was just going to ask. Take this. a guess. 60. Alex? I don't know. No idea. Exactly 60 million. But in Game of Thrones season one, were they doing the huge battles like they were doing later on in the show? Well, you didn't have, you had the, I think the wolves were some of the, but even then they were, they were dogs at that point. And you didn't have much of the dragons. So I don't know. But I mean, I mean, you've got locations and stuff. You have a far bigger cast of like, not like super well-known people. I mean, they're more well-known now, but yeah. Also, that was what, how long ago did Game of Thrones start? 10 years ago or something? Yeah. I knew you would bring that up. Adjusted for inflation at $74 million. Yeah. And, well, here's well, the point, though. About, if you think about season this, Season one though, of Game of Thrones looks great. This did not look great. Well, and also, no. this Halo show is going to be a lot more reliant on heavy CG work. Yes. Then I bet you they're doing a lot more practical stuff on Game of Thrones. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I think that that calls back to a lot of the challenge with doing a sci-fi, a a tr- like the con- your concept of like a prestige sci-fi show where um, you have aliens is the amount of CG is astronomical. Unless you decide to do some of it practical. It's true. You could have. I mean, practical gets expensive too, but I mean, the one, um, Mercy, was that his name? At the end, like, the one alien? Oh, one of the... One of the Covenant? One of the prophets. Yeah, I don't remember which one it was. You could have done that That practical. That looked fine. No, I'm not saying it looked bad. I'm just saying that could have been a practical effect. But you can already tell, like, they're doing things like... They have the random human girl who's apparently high up in the covenant, and she's is that probably a thing in the no. Games? That's not okay. a thing. There's no curious. humans in the covenant, so the, clearly that's like, hey, here's our person to throw in that isn't gonna. We're not gonna have to do CGI work around her. This poor thing's just gonna have to be looking and, at tennis balls her whole fucking time. Yeah, on set. and she's just she's gonna have to be like the main bad guy because we don't want to have to do the CG on a bunch of elites and the prophets talking to each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's annoying too, though, because yeah. it's like the whole point of adapting the video game is to adapt the fucking video game. Well, like, but remember, they're not adapting the video game. Oh, I didn't know that. No, this this is... So they've made it clear already. They're calling this the silver timeline. These are not... They've pulled characters, right? So there's the Master Chief. This is annoying. There's Miranda Keys. 
There's her father, which I think his name was Jacob Keys. I don't know if they ever said his first name in the TV show, but I think his name was Jacob Keys. And there's the doctor, Halsey. So we're telling a new story. So these are the characters, and they have similarities, but this is not the Halo story. Um, I'm making a face. You can't I know. hear it, but I'm making uh, a face. And, and for example, you know, it was definitely part of the Halo lore that the Spartans were originally created to quell human uprisings, but then conveniently the Covenant showed up, all-out war breaks up, breaks out with the Covenant, and now you have these super soldiers to lead your military. But there, yes, it was true that the original purpose of the spartans was to quell human uprising but i don't know if you know like they're saying like master chief was going around like murdering humans and shit i don't know if that ever happened i don't remember um because that would have been like stuff that was in the books or something which are considered like canon for the games um but i never read the books i don't know uh but yeah so this is like a new storyline new whatever they're not doing the same story which I have two schools of thought on. I mean, on one hand, I guess you could say, well, it's kind of a new experience for everyone, I guess. But on the other hand, did anyone, did the people who read the Game of Thrones books have an issue that the books were being adapted? They just, like, they knew what was going to happen. Right. They just wanted to see it on TV. I think some people, and it's weird with adaptation, right? Because some people get real hot when it's not a one-to-one... Uh, uh, translation and I'm like it's an adaptation stuff's gonna sure, be different you're trying to keep the spirit I, of it you have to keep the spirit of it stuff's gonna be a little different and that's fine but if they're unrecognizable characters then you get into trouble because well, like then why am I watching this I would also say I mean I know Game of Thrones was a a very faithful adaptation very, well up until fa- season four up until they the, ran the, out of things to adapt the right. book was in the you know pantheon of reading a fairly successful book is why it ended up getting adapted. I would bet you quite a lot that way more people have played Halo than read Game of Thrones. Well, sure, but so there's a lot less cuz if you make a TV show about from a book, you're not trying to get book readers. You're trying to get the people who wouldn't read the book. You don't care about the readers. And that's very The readers clear. are going to be there either. They're going to be there. And they're going to be getting mad. their money. And they're they're going to be, be mad. They're going to be happy. But you as a TV producer don't give a shit you about d- them. You just want as many. Well, you do give a shit because it's eyes on your thing, but you're not going to be like, well, we want to make sure it's. Yeah, no, you don't. Care. But this is where you run into issues. And I'm going to bring the Witcher into it here because the problem that that producer had. Miss Laura. Made the bard too sexy. Well, I mean, that's the problem for everybody. Everyone on that show is entirely too sexy. Um. Knocked my train of thought right off, Bob, you <laughs> fucking prick. That's no, the she kept, that she Erica usually does, does with her friends. Kept saying, <laughs> in, in, yeah, okay, <laughs> that, oh, we're really faithfully adapting uh, uh, for season two that the first book. It's going to be really faithful adaptation. It is not a faithful adaptation. But that's fine because it's a different thing. It's a sure. different medium. You needed, it's a TV show. It needs stuff driving forward. You need conflict in a TV show. I understand why they did what they did. And quite frankly, I still enjoyed it. It's its own thing, whatever. Book readers get hot. They get real mad. They get big mad. And it's like, okay, well then, 
Just go read the book again. I think it's an opposite problem, though, for video games, though, because, you know, generally what happens with a book, right, is you have way too much content to fit into the space yes. of a movie or even a TV show. I would agree. But with a video game, generally, you have a certain amount of story. Like, if we look at Halo 1, for example, how much story is there really in Halo 1? He lands on the fucking Halo. He kills some Covenant. They're trying to do something. He doesn't know what the fuck it is. They eventually figure out they're trying to do something underground. He goes underground. Holy shit, it's the fucking Flood. You know, oh, Halo's a weapon. What's the weapon? No, actually... Yeah, Halo's a weapon. What it does is when you activate it, it kills fucking everything to starve the flood. So, you know, it's not really a weapon that we want used, right? It's not like a weapon you win with, everyone loses. It's it's a good framework so, to hang a story on. So though, what right? I'm, right, what I'm saying, it is a good framework, but what I'm saying is, if you're making a TV show or you're writing a book or whatever you're doing relating to a video game, generally... You can take the framework, you can take the outline, and then you can add to it, and you can put things in Oh, yeah, in no, there. you got a lot of room to play. And sure. so that's where something like a TV show, you could do, to me, a faithful adaptation, but fill in the blanks sure. with, with interesting stories, right? What they're doing is they've said, we don't want to do any sort of adaptation, we don't want to have to answer to anyone that this shit fucking sucks. This didn't happen in the video game. Yada, yada. So we're going to pull your characters. They're going to have a passing resemblance to the character you're used to. They're going to share some names. And then we're going to do whatever the fuck we feel like. And that's basically what they're doing. Because I'm sure the show, the showrunner and the writers, they sat down and they said, we want to do whatever it is we want to do. And we don't want to be constrained. Right. Which I can respect, but then at the same time... If it's going to be great, that's whatever. Well, if it's going to be... Right. If it's going to be a good TV show, But fine. I don't know that anyone's going to be all that about Master Chief War Criminal, you know? So... No. Well, unless part of the story is pulling them back from that. Well, it, sure, it and obviously that's what it is. He's it's a gonna thing be, you can do. It's going to be like him and the girl are going to get to know each other, get tight... And at some point, let's be real, the girl's going to get fucking viciously murdered. You know, like Probably. at some point she's going to get killed. Sure. Um, but she's going to like be bringing like giving him his humanity back that's been lost through this Spartan program where they like wipe your memories and make you a nameless, fa faceless murderer. Yeah, I've seen know? this done very well in the fucking Witcher. <laughs> The Witcher just, for Erica is like running for you, Bob. It, it pervades all things. At this particular moment, that is the current hyperfixation. Yes, no, it, but it is. It's very similar. He starts off. He has the the butchers, all those people in the in the uh, the town at the beginning of the first season, and then it's him slowly, like at least in that first season. Well, you haven't watched season two yet, so I don't want to spoil anything for you. We'll talk about it more when you've watched the second season. I got a lot to say. I, I. J but here's, here's the, the thing. Oh, go. I'm sorry. I don't mean to talk. I okay. You want to you want to go and do write your own story. That's great. But because you have picked out these characters, which I already know, and I know the storyline, it's very jarring to me that you're gonna do something very different with them. Well, and and also. 
you have people who have, you know, 15 years of attachment to them or whatever, however long ago Halo 1 came out. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, if you were loosely adapting it, which clearly there's going to be a Halo at some point, right? The, the Covenant. Right, you would they're, think, right. They're in a war with the Covenant, clearly. So we're taking the framework to a degree. Right. Well, that's why it's like, it's kind of bullshit that they're saying, oh, we're not adapting it. Because that's what you're doing. That's what though. you're doing. You you're just not, trying to. You're just trying to get away with. You're trying to circumvent criticism. Yeah, but you're adapting it. But at the same time, though, it's like yeah, you're adapting it, but you're just telling this like basic ass, run of the mill. And I get it's sci-fi weirdness, so you kind of have to do that. But from what I saw, if we weren't going to talk about it on the show, I don't want to watch this. This is boring. I'm I, bored. I, I also just, I don't give a shit about the Separatists at at all. Well, you didn't give me any reason to. No. And I, I, yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see what goes on going forward because in theory, the primary conflict would be the USMC or USNC against the uh, Covenant, right? But you have hey. a lot of, right now they're doing a lot of conflict within the actual military. And so you have, like, I don't even remember what her name was, but you have, you know, this definitely wasn't a character in the games. But they, there's that one woman who's, like, the leader, apparently. And she's just, like, cartoonishly evil, you know? <laughs> like, they, like, tried to get the the colonist girl to go along. And, well, she's like, ah, fuck that. I'm not doing that. They're like, okay, kill her. And then Master Chief's like, man, I don't know. I don't really want to kill her. This is bad. And so then they go, all right, kill him. It's like, we're just killing everybody. <laughs> right. Like Anyone steps out of line, fucking kill them. We're evil, baby. Right, right. And everyone's going along with it, <laughs> except for Halsey. Um, and I thought that was kind of like a cool moment is you have like, she's like a mother figure to these Spartans, right? Like in the, sh- in the games anyway, she's very much a mother figure because she, you know, brings them up, gives them all these abilities, these well, you, powers, you need whatever. that too because it, you need that connection and those relationships between the characters. And so I thought that was like a cool moment where she goes to the other three Spartans whose names I don't remember because these are not, these are like new creations as well. These are not the Spartans that um, are, in the game. are in the game. But, uh, you know, she goes to him and she's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm circumventing those orders. Your job is to protect John. You are not here to, you know, don't, we're not right. here to fuck with them. And so that was kind of like a cool moment of sure. the Spartans are going to stick together. Sure. Um, yeah. Which is generally in the games, the Spartans stick together. And when Master Chief says we're doing something, we're fucking doing it. It doesn't matter what else anyone else says, which is always like one of those things about the game. Like he's a Master Chief rank wise. But he's way higher in how people treat him. Well, in the show, know? they're worried that if they don't do what he says, he's just going to brutally murder all of them. Yeah. So, because he's a brutal murder man. <laughs> well, and the reality is, if we're going in the, I don't, you know, in the in the show, they'll probably make him weaker, right? But if we're going by the framework of the game, you would have definitely needed those those four Spartans together would have wiped out that whole base. So, it's like you know whatever but it was fine right it was fine it wasn't offensive but it was offensive in the sense of it should be way better than what it is yeah i don't think i'd call it offensive i found it boring i wasn't interested in what was happening i thought all the stuff on the ship where they're like oh they're cutting off the oxygen Ooh, he fixed that 
instantly, so it doesn't matter. It was just all very like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, the stuff on the ship when they were going back was kind of dragged out. I think like, it could have been more interesting if you actually had him, maybe with the helmet off, really kind of like, oh fuck, am I actually gonna, am I gonna kill a kid? Is this a thing well, that I'm going thing, to the do? The other thing is when the helmet was on, I thought he was doing a good job of showing emotion when he needed to. Sure. So I didn't need the helmet to come off. But again, I know why they wanted to, because the helmet's probably going to be off all the fucking time. It's just like the Marvel movies, right? The Spider-Man movies? Any Spider-Man without the mask on? Anytime there's any sort of acting, they could be like mid-battle. People are ripping off their fucking masks. <laughs> Downey's taking off the, uh, the Iron it's Man like, helmet. You could be shot at any moment, but the helmet's off. The helmet's off. But Gotta I see the moneymaker, baby. I know the reasons, right? Like, I get it. But it's just whatever. I also was curious when it came to the Spartans, because I think, I don't know if there were two female Spartans or one. There was definitely one. Like, the sniper was a woman. Um, I thought there were two. I thought one of the other ones was a woman, too, though. Um, I thought there were two. I think you're right. I'm curious to see how good of actors and what they're asked to be going forward these two one or two women are because what they've done is instead of like putting them on stilts in this big suit is they went out and they hired two big women Mm -hmm. right so if that's your initial casting premise like must be six three right you're dramatically Must limiting stacked. you're dramatically limiting your scope of potential actresses well, we can't all be Gwendolyn Christie unfortunately and she's really good no, so she they, is. She's and, great. and they and they could be they could be great i have no idea but it's a lot easier i think to find like male actors who are good who are Six five. Well, to get into right? Hollywood, you have to be like, unless you know, there's you know. Well, no, actually, cruises. a lot of men are very short. Apple crates, baby. But sure, but you know what I'm saying. Like, so I know clearly, what you're saying, right? Clearly, for this show, they said we want them in these suits. We don't want to do any fuckery, camera shots wise. We're going to be doing action, so we need some big women. <laughs> so I'm interested to see like Tormund Giant Spain out here where the big women at. And I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> if Gwendolyn Christie showed up at some point as a female Spartan because you need tall actresses and there's probably not that many who don't fucking suck. She's like a fucking name now. She's not showing up in this show. She's in that uh, uh, Sandman adaptation on uh, Netflix. She, she's she's doing stuff. If it hangs around and it gets popular, people will probably start appearing. Maybe, as maybe. random Spartans. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I don't have high hopes. Well, well it's they... already been renewed for season two, so we're at least getting two seasons okay. of it. That can change. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, with, with the budget, the size they had, and this is what we got for... Episode one. I'm not. Im- I'm not impressed. No. And I didn't have a ton of expectations going in. Like I said, this isn't one of my franchises, but it just it did nothing for me. Right. Well, here's the thing for me. Halo, especially for Microsoft, this is this is one of the things with Microsoft, right? When it comes to the video games, is they do a very poor job of treating their properties well, their first party stuff. Mm-hmm. So Halo is supposed to be your flagship franchise, right? Yes. But they keep fucking everything up. Like <laughs> Master Chief Collection comes out, it's fucked for years. Halo Infinite comes out, 
campaign doesn't have co-op the multiplayer isn't very good it's like it's not what people want and so you know they just keep fucking up with halo and realistically microsoft fucks up with a lot of their first party stuff because that's just kind of their way but i just can't imagine a world let me put it to you this way if sony was going to make a horizon tv show I think they would be very hands-on, and I think it would be very important to them that it's extremely good. Whereas Microsoft is clearly like, ah, whatever, we're putting the Halo TV but show out there. But here's a question for you, and I, th- I don't know if you're thinking of this too. They're doing a Last of Us series. On HBO. On HBO. And I guarantee you that thing's going to be good. But Sony, there's there's a key difference between Microsoft and Sony here. Sony actually operates its own studio. They they make content uh, for uh, with Columbia sure. as their studio, so they have the in-house talent to do it. Microsoft, any they had they had a studio for a very brief time. They closed it in 2014. Um, probably because they just didn't know what to do with it and they didn't want to get into that space. I know where you're going with this, but let me cut you off. No one is forcing them to make a Halo TV show. No, Amblin is paying them a lot of money for the rights. <laughs> yeah, but... But that's, but to that's your point, very, that's, that's a very short-sighted way of looking at it, though. I mean, maybe they are looking at it that way, but that would be a very short-sighted way of... We put this Halo TV series out there. It fucking sucks. It dies within three seasons. And then we can never do anything again because people are always going to remember that we fucked this up so bad. Or you have to wait. When did the first Mario movie come out? Oh, jeez. Like 90... John Leguizamo is still young. He was a baby. It's like a thousand years ago. And they're only just now getting another Mario movie, which could also entirely be garbage. I mean, and this, this, your point has been proven in other ways before too. I mean, look at, um, what, you know, Marvel sold the rights to all of their comics before the Disney acquisition. Um, and how much of a nightmare that's been and how much better it's been since they've, you know, for them, since it's been brought in house, with the exception of the Spider-Man movies, and let's not talk about Spider-Man 3, um, you know, Sony's done a good job with them. Um, but there's, because if, if you have an IP, and you, you know, because I, I, I'm sure Microsoft's looking at it from the perspective of like, we don't want to put in this investment, and it's basically free money, but, you know, they're if they don't do it right, to your point, like, it's going to look bad on you, but you're, you're as Microsoft are saying, well, why would they do it shitty? They want to make money too, you know? So you're putting your faith in this studio and you got Spielberg attached. So well, Amblin entertainment. I don't don't know that Spielberg is doing anything himself. No, he probably isn't, but you know, you're thinking he's got executive producer credits. So he's, you know, that just means you get paid. I know, but he's associated (laughs) with it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's weird. Like I, I can understand why Microsoft did it. And, And here's the thing. I am sure like if this was, if it was, if it was not Microsoft, like Microsoft was just a distributor and, um, 
and Bungie had never left and Bungie had final say, they probably would have been much more hands-on and had their writers in the room. It's interesting you say that because Bungie, as part of their getting bought by Sony, now they've kept... That Sony acquisition is very interesting because Bungie has essentially kept their autonomy and Sony is just financing them and gets right of first refusal on stuff. But part of that is that there is going to be a Destiny TV show at some point. And apparently, when it comes to that Destiny TV show, there is a book... And that's the book of this is the universe. These are the parameters. You will stay within these or you are not making it. Because that's what you kind of have to do, though, right? But it's weird. It's weird in the Microsoft realm because they also make so much fucking money. Do they even fucking care? Well, I'm sure I'm sure like because if you think about it with Phil's, you know, Phil's out there. Phil. You're on a first it's name. you on a first Phil. name basis with them. I'm with every famous name. person we mention on Phil. the show, yes, we're on a first, first name, name basis. basis. Mr. Spencer, um, you know he's Phil. Out, if you're nasty, he's out there making you know fucking sixty billion dollar deals, like like you know this ninety million dollar show. <laughs> he wipes his ass with that. It, I, it's probably not on his radar that much. I understand that, but if it's not. It should be because this is the. I don't face, disagree with this you. This is the face of your product. This yeah. isn't. This is your Mario. This is your Sonic. If there was still a Sega making consoles, you know, and Sony, right? They have like their flagships. You know, they have Horizon. They have The Last of Us, but they don't really have a mascot, do they? Would you say Sony is a mascot? I mean, I have to think. I'm thinking about it, so no. So, I, I mean, you know, Master Chief is the Xbox mascot. He is intrinsically tied yes. with Xbox. Yes. People think of Xbox. They think of Halo. They think of Master Chief. He should be on the the, the character, the, the, the franchise should be on a pedestal. There it should be, be it more be care treated, taken. It shouldn't with be treated like, oh, they paid us two hundred million for it, so great, do whatever. Go the fuck do whatever you want. you want. Go ruin it. Right. And I, here's the thing: maybe they won't ruin it. Maybe it turns into a great. Maybe show. it'll be great. I was not impressed with this first. Episode. I think that seems unlikely, but maybe it'll be great. It wasn't doing yeah. anything for me. Maybe it's no. things for people out there. I'd be very interested to, and we'll never know because they don't share numbers. At least I think Paramount doesn't share numbers. None of the streaming services do, do they? Well, yeah, we don't know. Well, they do sometimes. They don't. Sh- I don't think they ever really share exact viewership numbers. I don't think they're going to tell you if but, there's a massive drop-off between the first and second episodes. Right. But, I mean, I think right now, last I heard, Paramount Plus has 33 million subscribers, which seems like a high number because I don't really think of Paramount Plus as a big streaming service, but that seems like a high number. And... Uh, like I said, Halo apparently best premiere ever on the streaming service. So there's something to be said for that. Sure. We'll see what happens. My expectations continue to be low. I'll keep watching it because it is what it is. At the very least, we have content for the podcast. Yeah. I mean, after the two seasons or maybe even one season, depending on how the season goes, we'll see how we feel about doing it on the podcast. Because the thing is, if it's bad... That gives us a lot to shit on every oh, of single course. time we talk but about it. But if it's it. just straight up mediocre. If it's just like in the middle, fine. Then nah. If it's a six out of ten every week, we're not going to have much to talk about. No, no. 
I say we'll give it three episodes, so we'll do the next episode we record. We'll probably have two to talk about. So we'll do that, and we'll make a judgment call from there. Yeah. There was some other stuff in the episode, like when they're walking to the cave, and they're looking for like where the Covenant came from, and then the one Spartan is like, look, a ship! It's like, yeah. And it's the, fucking huge. No shit. And it's in the sky. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So one thing I was unclear of at the beginning was they, you know, they the she found the the the, the Covenant ship and, you know, tried to alert everyone. And they all got viciously murdered. I did like their bodies exploding. I thought that was fun. Well, that's the thing. For the CG, like the show, the sets had a cheap look to them. But I thought the CG they did was fine. Yeah. But anyways, so she seemed like completely befuddled at what this could be. Like they don't. Yeah, they didn't. Regular people in the Halo universe did not know what the Covenant was or who they were until this like whole invasion started. Okay, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, and again, I'm interested to see how much CGR work are they going to do and, you know, how often are they going to be fighting the Covenant on this show or is it going to be more focused on the military, like the uh, Earth military side? Because, you know, remember, they they showed the Prophet Mm -hmm. and they showed elites, but we didn't see any grunts. We didn't see any jackals. We didn't see any uh, brutes. So remember, there are other, like, you know, member species of the Covenant that could be showing up, but we're on a TV show budget. Finger so thing means the money, right. They might not be wanting to do, like, all these different races. It might just end up being the elites. I, you know, we don't know. Well, we'll see. And, and then, you know, you would assume whenever they... Sorry. You would assume, like, I don't know what he's doing. I don't fucking when, know. <laughs> I would bet, like, the end of season one, right, would probably be, or maybe even the end of season two, depending on how fast they want to progress through things. The end of one of those seasons is definitely going to be, we're on Halo, why are all these people fucking dead? Holy shit, what the fuck is happening? It's the Flood. I would imagine you're getting to that by the end of this season. You've got to, there has to be some mention of a Halo by the end of this season. Would be my we'll my guess, but we'll see. I wouldn't be shocked if like finding Halo, the first Halo is like the end of this season. Do you think? Um, do you I also th- don't know how many episodes there are. I I'm think assuming nine. ten, nine. I think nine. Just do fucking ten. Nine. Just, hey, I'm. I hate odd numbers. Just hate do them. ten. <laughs> Why though? No, seriously, that's annoying. <laughs> Why nine? What arbitrary ass shit is that? Well, it's eight in a pilot. There's no pilot. It didn't have a pilot. It had a They premiere. picked up the whole season. So what they just were like, okay, we get allocate ten mil per episode. <laughs> Dumb. Stupid. Um do you think they're gonna go through with the whole reach getting fucking blast? Destroyed by the covenant? They should. That could be fun. It could be. But again, but again, because of this whole silver timeline thing, there's going to be wackiness, right? Because Master Chief is not present on Reach when that stuff goes down. Giving it two episodes, two more episodes. 
Listen, Erica, for the podcast, you'll suffer. Oh, this is what I'm saying. We'll give it two more episodes and we'll see if we want to go forward with it. You know, we we just need a majority vote here. So if if Bob and I determine we want to suffer, you're going to suffer. Well, (laughs) here's the thing. For us to keep going, we'll eventually have to decide if we want to continue to pay for paramount plus <laughs> there is that so now well, did you did you take my advice and get the free trial i did okay because sometimes you know bob like the extra step of having to turn on the xbox might be too much to handle <laughs> <laughs> we were watching because we did um the uh first episode of our flag means death was uh free but with commercials so we were watching it and a commercial started and I lost my mind because <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What is this fuckery? Oh, why I am will, I watching? I an will ad? tell you, I watched this episode on Paramount Plus. This will be the last time I watch it on Paramount Plus because uh, Alex can't deal with no fucking commercials. OK, good to know. Did you. What? You had the added ad version? I guess. I don't know. We didn't have ads when we watched. We didn't have ads. Well, whatever. What Weird. can you do? I'm shocked you even bothered with you the know, commercial breaks. Were annoying, oh, I didn't know the commercials were going to be there, and once you're already into it, it's like whatever. But I'm not watching it with ads again. I can respect. I'll, that. I'll fix this problem. <laughs> it's a my, fixable I problem. My, I have my ways. <laughs> um, now that we've talked about that for an hour, hey, but you know you could watch Picard. I do want to get around to watching Picard at some point. Um, and I, I'm behind, way behind on Star Trek Discovery. It's just like I've talked about here before, on here before. When you want to put like 40 hours into Horizon Forbidden West, when are you going to watch a TV show? <laughs> you know, so it's a struggle. Well, that that really is one of those things that makes me wonder, like, how is there this much content out there? Because I, I, you know, if, if you take, let's say I stopped running tomorrow, right? And I got back. It's just a hypothetical, hypothetical. <laughs> I get back 12 hours a week. Eric, are you okay? The look, just the immediate shared like that we did right there was amazing. I would like hypotheticals to start with something that's a little bit more realistic. <laughs> like, let's say I went to take a piss and my 45-foot dick dropped in the <laughs> toilet. I'd be like, all right, that sounds more reasonable. 45? Why 45? Uh, I'm just throwing a random number out okay. there. It's about as it's more realistic than Bob not running that's tomorrow, fair. Erica. That's fair. That's a, that's a fair point you've got there, Alex. I you know I near I, I I made a um a postal worker very afraid for my health today. Well, it was cold and you were in shorts, so that alone she was probably like, "This white boy, <laughs> <laughs> what is this white nonsense going on?" You know, there's some implication there that you were assuming that the postal worker was. Well, I know black. who our regular postal worker is, and she's a very nice black lady who I've spoken with on several mm. occasions. So. Mm. Was it so not what, our regular what postal you, worker? What were you going to say with your hypothetical? Hey. No, 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 I'm curious. Was it not our regular postal worker? No, it was. Yeah, so fuck you. How's that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it, if, I, if I stopped running and I got the 12 hours back a week that I spend on running, uh, you know, it would be so easy to fill that time with so many things 
and it's, I just don't understand. Like, who was watching all of the uh, this stuff? Old people to keep it afloat. Old people. Let me let me tell you something, Bob. Old people they watch all the procedurals on CBS every fucking week, and they can't stop themselves. <laughs> like they're all the same show. Okay. Every single one. You have your NCIS. You have your 45 NCIS variants. You have uh, SWAT. I'm sure there are going to be SWAT variants. You have what? Hawaii Five O. What are the other CBS procedurals, right? Like, they're all the same show. It's all like a bunch of dudes who look like they're straight out of the military. You have the one hot woman who's hyper competent. They're all the same procedural. Yes. It's all the same show. And they all get watched like crazy. Oh, are you talking about our law and order? CBS procedurals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all the exact same show. I think like every like And old people eat that shit up. They fucking they don't TiVo it. They don't record it. They don't go stream it. They are there when it's live to watch it. There should be there should be like um a limit. Of how much CBS procedural you can consume in your lifetime, and once you hit it, we just euthanize you. <laughs> There's something comforting about those shows, man. It's like Law and Order <laughs> SVU. I could sit down and watch all 20 seasons of that just back to back to back for the rest of my like, life. If you if you're watching NCIS every single night, all the variants, and that is all you do, you are not contributing to society. <laughs> They're probably contributing more than we are. Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> We're doing a podcast that literally like two other people listen to. <laughs> there may be three. None of which are included at this table. <laughs> I do hope like there's like one random person. Some rando who's like, like, oh, subtle interference just came out. South Dakota. <laughs> so we in our new setup, uh, Alex is not readily and easily accessible to Bob the dog. And he's kind of losing his mind over it. He just wants loving from someone. <laughs> he just wants some pets. Someone has to pet him. I was just giving him pets, but apparently they weren't good enough. He needed those, <laughs> no. he needed those good Alex Bob pets. Bob the dog yearns <laughs> for those deep Alex pets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at the ear. Wow. He's Joy. Like trying to ram himself between. I'm in a very, he's in a very tight space. It's a little precarious for poor BTD. But luckily, when you're this studly and muscular, you can make a lot of things happen. <laughs> I'm talking about the dog, to be clear, not myself. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I've been getting, I, you know, I kind of got to a place where I'm, I've am done what I mostly want to do on Destiny in terms of, like, investing a shitload of hours into it. So now I'm back into Horizon Forbidden West, Wob, Wob Bob. Mm-hmm. I'm about 40 hours in. Okay. I'm making significant progress. You're about 35 hours behind me, I assume. <laughs> I'm actually curious how far in I am. You can't be more than 10 hours. No, I just got to be. Yeah, 10 hours is probably about right. Maybe an hour or two either way. But, um, yeah, I mean, because I, uh, spoilers for Horizon Forbidden West, um, not very far into the game. Um, I just found the Gaia backup. Sure. And um, found out about the space people. Sure. Um, so that is as far as you're I... You're a little bit deeper in than I thought. And so you found out there's a another Elizabeth Sobek yes. uh, clone. Yes. Yes. Beta. Uh, beta. 
Like I love, I do enjoy how comically evil the space people are. They're less comically evil than the woman on Halo. <laughs> Not by much. <laughs> so, uh, I will tell you though. Let me give you some advice without spoiling anything. Right after the place you're in, um, you're going to essentially, in terms of your main story, mm-hmm. get sent off on three different quests. Okay? Yeah, okay. Have you gotten to that? No, I literally just got woken up um, from my recovery and I'm setting back out. So I anticipate that's okay. Uh, it's a, it seems so, like there's a cauldron I'm about to do. All right. So you're getting close. Um, I'll just tell you, stay on the main quest. When it sends you off into the three places to do those three, do those three. Don't explore. Don't really do other shit because otherwise you're going to constantly come upon stuff that you can't access because you don't have the right like tools or gizmos. Gotcha. Sort of like a Metroid game. Um, and the truth is, is that most of those things that are blocked off they mostly don't matter, which is a little disappointing. But I will say, if you don't want to constantly be coming across like walls you can't go through, yeah. just proceed on the main story. Do those three things. You'll know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to split off and do like side quests or whatever, have a ball. I, I would just say play on the main quest for now, though. Um, now. Having said that, I'm going to talk about some stuff that's not really spoilery at all, but that irked me. So there are these races. I'm assuming you haven't come across this. I haven't done a race yet. I've heard okay. of them, but I haven't done them. There's races. You're on the Charger, um, which is kind of like the Ram-looking machine, right? And uh, these races, they're essentially, if you boil them down, they're like Mario Kart races. It's you and six other AIs. Mm-hmm. You're all on the same charger. And what it is is like you have, you know, you're all shooting each other with arrows. You have power-ups power, power ups and other arrows you can grab on the track that have different effects. You can knock the other riders, and you could be theoretically also knocked off your charger and have to get back on it. But what's hilarious is it's one of these racing games. It. It has the great sin of any racing game, which is magical catch-up AI no matter what you fucking do. Hmm. So I'll be playing. I'll knock all six AI off their horse. I'll turn around. They're all right behind me. Weak sauce. (laughs) I hate that shit. I hate it. I hate it. I fucking hate it. Now, I will say there's only four of them. They are very much worth doing because it gives you an awesome weapon. So I would say suffer, (laughs) but it is absolutely suffering when no matter what you do at the very end of the race, it's going to be like, it's like a fucking actual horse race. It's going to be neck and neck right down to the wire, no matter how you play it. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Hey, um, maybe by the time I actually get to that point, like enough people have complained, they'll mod the game with a patch. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I've been really, you know, I've been really enjoying the game. It's Horizon. It's a great game. I love it. It's definitely very much a 
revision on the first game rather than like a whole new game, right? But they've added like a ton of machines. The combat is definitely way harder than it was in the first game. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some machines that can just like beat the shit out of you. And one thing they did address that I liked is when the game first came out, if an enemy hits you to the ground... They could hit you again while you were on the ground. So you would take, like, huge chunks of damage that were just unavoidable because you ate that first hit, and you couldn't do anything about any follow-up hits on the ground. So they did, in a patch, make you invincible until you stand back up. Okay. So they did, like, tone it down in that sense. Um, But I guess, essentially, it feels harder because in the first game... The bows were like God's gift. Like the bows, if you were using the right ammo and shooting the right spots, would just tear apart everything. But in this game, the bows are not... The standard bow is really terrible, actually. And there's variants on the bows. Like there's the warrior bow and there's the sharp shot bow. Those are a lot better. The normal hunter bow is awful. Like it's... The only thing I ever use it for is like shooting at humans. Or, like, if I got to, like, shoot a spot to lower a ladder or something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the warrior bows are really strong, though. Like, you get, like, I'm not going to tell you what. You can figure it out. But you get, like, certain abilities the warrior bows destroy. <laughs> like, I, I was sitting there and I'm like, wow, this game went from, like, pretty hard to comically easy. <laughs> um, nice. So yeah, we'll yeah. see what they end up doing. Yeah, I mean it's and it's it's you know the three hours I've played so far have been really fun, um, and I you know I could tell like a probably if my circumstances allowed for it, it definitely would suck me in and I'd probably be done already. Yeah. Um. So I am looking for. I think I was saying this to Sam. Uh the hell was that what was what you did a little like hand flick were you trying to get my attention no just adjusting okay i was like what the fuck was this you're on your phone all the fucking time and i'm gonna play this game eventually i'm trying not to listen for spoilers how dare no you, spoilers sir? no spoilers all right carry on um <laughs> getting hot for no reason <laughs> sam sam was telling me yeah. Oh, oh, I was, oh, I, was I was, I was talking with Sam, and and I said, you know, the the gameplay is fun. the The only frustrating thing about it is with my limited amount of bandwidth to play it. Like, I want the story. Like, I just want to get through to 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 hear what happens in the Lower story. Lower the difficulty. I might. I actually. Well, I mean, it's not even. It's not even that hard. Like, I'm not. It, it is harder than the last game, but it's not like I'm I'm dying all the time or I'm redoing stuff. You know, it's just a, like, a lot of it seem to soak up a lot more damage unless you hit yeah. the right spots. It's definitely very breaking the right components off dependent much more than the first game was, I think. Yeah, which I don't mind. And I do appreciate that they did give a fair number of difficulty rate. I think there literally is a mode or a difficulty level that's like uh, st- basically story only. Sure. That, that makes it like crazy easy if that's what you really want to do. 
And I don't ever want to get to that point because I do. The game is fun to play. So it is, it's just a little frustrating. It's like, ah, I just kind of want to get, get to the point. Well, Bob, you know, if you take the running hours per week and let's say you reduce them from like 80 to 60, now you have a lot more time to get through Horizon, but you're still running like crazy. (laughs) I don't run that much. Don't don't today, don't say t- dumb shit. <laughs> today was the first time she's seen you in a month. <laughs> wow. You run a lot. Don't say dumb stuff. You run a lot. I don't run eighty hours a week. You run a lot. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and let's just leave it at that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. How many tears did you shed over Triple H retiring from in-ring competition, Alex? Um, you know, let me see if I can count. None. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> You're like, why I, didn't I you mean, do this like 15 uh, years ago? Look, even terrible people, I don't wish death upon them because I don't want the karma. And from all, <laughs> from all, um, I'm from, sorry. No, from all no, accounts, I, I Triple H seems like, you know, all around he's probably a fine guy. You know, he's not, I'm sure he's not a fucking maniac. Right around the 2000s, though, where it was just, I'm going to beat everyone. I am the best fucker here. Yeah. I, it, Papa H from NXT did a lot to kind of soften that image. Yes, for sure. But, I mean, you don't get to where he's at by not being kind of a ruthless asshole, right? <laughs> right? Or you marry the boss's daughter. I mean, that helped as well. So. I would have to think if he didn't marry Stephanie, he would not be anywhere near the position he is in WWE. No, of course not. You know, whatever his strengths may be. Right. Um, yeah, but I mean, look, I'm happy the guy didn't die. It sounded like he was pretty close, actually. I didn't realize it was um, that close of a like thing. They said, I think he said one of his major arteries was completely closed, and the other one was very close to being closed. So he was like... It sounded like he was on the death door. Like he was there when he went into surgery. Um, so well, it he sounds got like it, he uh, it was the it was the widowmaker, and he he sidestepped that shit. So yeah, and um, apparently this is like I guess he was saying this is like a genetic issue in his family. Like a lot of his fa- men in his family have had heart problems. Hmm. So you know, is it that you know maybe or that or any sort of steroid abuse possibly? You know, um, allegedly. allegedly, allegedly steroid use. Uh huh. Anyway, moving on. Whatever. I mean, look, he he chose to do that. So if, hey, it uh, is a I personal got, choice. I have no issue with if you want to do that. Do their own. You want to do that to your body? Um, that is your business. That is none of my business at all. It wouldn't surprise me if that contributed to it, though. Um, but Ooh, yeah, no I mean, I'm happy the guy seems like he got over the hump. I mean, I figured he must have been in pretty bad condition because I haven't heard about him even being at WWE for months. I so, I don't pay much attention i look at the stuff that you send me but right but i mean like even just like reading stuff i hadn't heard about him being like backstage or anything so well uh, something like that too he's got how many kids two three two or three yeah i'm not sure you take a sabbatical spend some fucking time with your family man yeah it's not not worth dying over like vince might want to die at work but i don't think most people want to you're weak (laughs) your heart get you're weak I guarantee you that thought that thought has passed through that crazy old man's head. No yeah. doubt. 
in my mind. For sure. I couldn't imagine going through that and doing anything but stepping aside. Well, because don't you have enough money? You've got more money than Gad. You've got stock options. Your wife is still involved. She's making a fuck ton of money. Don't you just be like, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to spend some time with my family. I'm going to spend some time with my kids. I don't know, Bob. You can say what you want, but let's be frank. You're out of your fucking mind. (laughs) You would not step aside. Maybe to get healthy, like to get back to a manageable state, but then you'd be off to the races doing whatever. Well, here's the thing. You pull the Brady, you retire for two days, you spend a little time with the family, and then you're like, well, fuck this. Here's the thing. I'm so bored. (laughs) If, if, now mind you, I, I generally enjoy my work. I have a good job at a good company. That said, if I did not have to stay there, if I had enough financial security that I could do literally anything else I wanted, I would not continue to do what I do. It, you know, for these guys, you know, especially for someone like Triple H who's in a pretty high position in the company, even though, I mean, there's all the, obviously everything is Vince, right? The Vince of it all. But, you know, they, they seem to genuinely love what they do. They love the showmanship they they just that that draws them in and so for him it's you know he works very hard but how much of it really feels like work to him i don't know the answer to that question but i would i would if i if it was me and i was in a similar situation i would it i don't know how old his kids are They've got to be like teenagers, I would early think young 20s. Teens. Maybe. No, no, I don't maybe think they're that, that old. old. I would think young teenagers, teens. right? I would at least step back until all my kids were in college or on their path of life. That's what I would do. Well, their path of life is to be rich fucks. Well, yeah. I mean, but they're on they're on the path already. Oh, sure. <laughs> but no, I mean seriously though. I, I know what you mean though. You know, it's like cuz that's why I, um, my ultimate hero in life is Rick Moranis. Because mm. after his wife died, he said, you know, I'll do some writing in the background. I'll take some odd jobs, but I've got the money. I'm going to, I'm going to go and take care of my kids. And that is what I would aspire to do if that, you know, in this, given the same situation. So but I don't know. You know, I don't know what Hunter will do. He's, you know, he's got... First name basis. <laughs> Listen, that's the first name basis. Well, that should be the name of the podcast. The Huntinator. I, actually, if it was first name basis, he'd be calling him Paul. Oh, that's true. That's true. Paul you, true. you got a point there. P. P. Hey, Peppies. <laughs> pa. Um, pa. So, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's a tough question, right? I mean, because people like that are they're where they're they're where they're at for a reason. They're well, I will very also driven. say, like somebody like Rick Moranis was in a, a position where Ghostbusters is still shown on TV and he still gets a check. So you're yeah. in a, you're in a financially viable place where you can. Well, that's my point. Right, yeah, right, right, right. you know, you it's like step by. yeah, which obviously Triple H could. If he can't, 
something is going horribly wrong <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I, he's a crippling gambling addiction. I would imagine uh, for someone like Triple H, I would imagine when he's actually at the arena and it's like the day of the show, he's probably having a fucking ball, right? Like he's probably yeah. really happy. He loves that shit. Yeah, he probably loves being around all that stuff and everything. He's probably having a great time. I would imagine when you're traveling, when they travel all the time, like you have to for that shit, that's when it feels like work. That sucks. That really, really sucks. Especially the the even fairly brutal schedule that even WWE if you're does. flying on a fucking private jet everywhere you go, flying sucks. You're still yep. spending hours in the air. Your circadian rhythm is all fucked up. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah, I would. I don't know, but. You have to be a particular brand of crazy to want to be a professional wrestler. That that be that being said, I'm happy Triple H is doing better, and uh, oh, we, yeah. you know, I, I don't, you know, it's always sad when the pro wrestlers die because it's like they were such a part of our childhood, you know. And like Scott Hall just died. Oh, dude, I remember when Randy Savage died. I was sitting at my computer at work and I started to cry because it's like it's Randy Savage. He was such a I don't know, yeah. you know, it just. And it sucks because he was so young. I mean, they did horrific things to their bodies, but and it's well, going to catch up with all, you eventually. Yeah, it's a lot of it's very self-inflicted, unfortunately. And Scott um, Hall got lucky. I mean, you know, if uh, he didn't fall in with uh, DDP and Jake the Snake. I don't, I don't remember if I texted you this, but apparently part of what did him in here was... Um, he was having surgery, yeah. Well, right, but what happened was, I guess, during the pandemic and the isolation and everything... He got a little depressed and started drinking again. This mm-hmm. is what X-Pac said, uh, Sean Waltman. He said he started drinking again, and he slipped and fell. That's when he yeah. broke his hip. And apparently he was in bad enough condition where he couldn't, like, you know, pull himself up to get to a phone or anything. Oh, Jesus. So I think he just kind of laid there for a couple of days until he got found. Wow. And then, yeah, he had the surgery and the, there were the blood clots or whatever, and that was it. That but sucks. It's okay. sad. You know, he's one of the, if you think about, like, he's not, like, one of the all-time great wrestlers, like, in terms of, like, big stars. But in, very but important, though, I Extremely important. You know, when him and Nash and uh, Hogan made the NWO, that was one of the biggest pro wrestling things ever. Maybe the biggest. Ever. I can I can still hear him in the ring with the in the jean vest and yeah. the pants. Uh, you the want G- a war? And he, yeah. And he pulled off that jean vest. Oh, one of the only people who could. One, you have to be a professional wrestler to be able to like do yeah. that without the shirt like on that. underneath. Yes, the double denim. Yeah. But um, no, it just sucks because he was what sixty three. You don't like. Yeah. You know, these guys, like, sacri- like put their fucking bodies on the line to entertain us. You want them to have long, fulfilling, you know, good lives. And the one nice thing is I think a lot of the... Like, steroids are definitely still around, but you're not seeing the the heavy drinking, mm-hmm. the uh, heavy drugs, you know. I'm sure people are smoking weed or whatever, but that, whatever. You know, you don't see that that substance abuse nearly as badly as you did back in the day. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, back in the day, all there was to do, and, you know, I'll call back to another three weeks ago, all there was to do back in the day was go out, drink, 
do drugs if you wanted to and fuck bitches. Basically. That was it. Yep. That was their life on the road. Mm-hmm. And now I think a lot of these guys are kind of and girls are kind of like us. They go to the they go to the arena. They do the show. They maybe go out to eat and then they go back to their hotel room and they play video games and they watch TV. They play video games, maybe get like a and d game going on. There's a lot more of that nerdery than just, yeah. we're going to go do some, uh, uh, some we're going to blow some lines off the back of a hooker that we both grabbed. You know, it's... Both so, sound fun. Not that that can't be an enjoyable evening. I'm just yeah. saying you can't I mean, do that as often as those guys used to do that. That does sound fun. Oh, of course. You know, it's interesting... Um, you talk about like the, the you know celebrities who um you know you had like some sort of connection to over time um oddly uh timely uh um since last night uh Taylor Hawkins the drummer for the Foo Fighters passed away um at the age of 50 um and i was talking uh to Sam about this today too. Um, I do love that we have this like cast of our side characters of side characters yeah, that we always I, bring I up. I told, by the way, I told Bob Erica, I said, when you beat horizon forbidden West 44 years from now, him, Sam and I should do a special podcast episode to discuss the game. Of course, by then I'll have forgotten everything that happened I believe Sam has beaten it as well. So he has yeah, platinumed I'll, it. I'll he be, also will. I'll be in the grave by the time Bob finishes the game, frankly. How did he platinum it? He's got a toddler. I have no idea. <laughs> but we Does were, he sleep? Is no, that what it is? He, he doesn't sleep. Okay. Um, but we were talking about it because, uh, you know, I, I was saying, like, you know, it, it is weird when you do get emotional for people who you've never met that you know you have no actual tangible connection to you have that parasocial relationship right with, right you know and because i was thinking about it like for me um you know i had a very visceral reaction when i heard jake burton died um a couple of years ago um, i don't think alex knows who that is jake burton um he founded the burton snowboarding company widely considered the grandfather of modern snowboarding um very interesting documentary on hbo about it called uh, dear rider um i did you're right i didn't know who that is but it would have only taken me a few guesses to figure <laughs> what area of interest he would have been from <laughs> wow you're a simple man bob some people they like meat they like drinking and they like cars you like snowboarding and running <laughs> and he's not wrong no no he's not <laughs> but but it is weird you know and it's uh you know it's in a lot of ways these people have had huge impacts on you well it's weird like because i've definitely cried more over like a re- i cr- like when daniel bryan had to retire i was like inconsolable watching that speech i have not cried that hard at like relatives funerals like it's weird the way people affect you yeah it is it is funny how for me it's like music and not like musicians but 
uh i'll be like you said i'll be at someone's funeral and i'll be good you know like like, i'm like taps or something i'm like disconnected from reality right you know that that yes but yes, when I'm if I'm watching a movie and it's like the climactic moment, it's not even like a sad thing. But they'll hit, hit that, that music. They hit that right music. And, you're just and like, then the tear is like it's like what damn. Is, what is the salty discharge? <laughs> well, so you know, I said obviously Taylor died last night. So I thought, you know what would well, be it's always like the What's nice your thing people. with the first names? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Like, why can't Hulk Hogan die of a heart attack? Why is that oh, fuck still around? Oh, you already know the reason. Evil lives forever. <laughs> Trump's going to live till he's 150. Are you what, kidding? What's the Lewis Black? The good die young. Pricks live <laughs> forever. forever. <laughs> yes, the Lewis Black rule of health. But so Taylor Hawkins died last night. Um, I thought when I went out on my run today, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to put on my normal run playlist. I'm just going to play a Foo Fighters playlist how much did you cry on your run today there was this (laughs) weird rainstorm that came out of nowhere i love this image of bob in the fucking snow in shorts running down fucking uh wherever the hell you were just gently weeping and the tears freezing to your face that's that's so bob it's very bob isn't it especially because it was the foo fighters you know, the, the acoustic everlong comes on, and you're like, oh, there's no drums. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Bob. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, but it's true, though. There's certain music that it's just like, you could have listened to a song like a thousand times, and there's still that line in there that's like, oh, fuck off. Fuck you. No, I'm making dinner, and I'm gently weeping into the pasta. Fuck off. Yeah, and then you associate, like, maybe you associate a song with a song you listen to at a time where mm-hmm. you're having a bad time or something, and then it brings you back to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. There there are, I can think of a couple of songs just off the top of my head that anytime I hear them, it just pulls me right back into something. Um, the songs he was listening to when he was rolling down the slopes. <laughs> Don't praying. joke. It probably Pray, was something praying like that. He didn't, praying he didn't hit a tree or something. Um, Sabotage um, is one of those songs that I listen to when I'm snowboarding and every time I hear it. Um, I actually, uh, uh, I have to be careful when I'm listening to Sabotage on the mountain because um, I tend to go very, very fast when oh, I have that I on. have like a playlist of songs that I cannot play when I'm driving. Because I will start to cry. The back half of Hamilton cannot be listened to in the car. The first time I listened to that shit, I was in the car, I was driving somewhere. I hit quiet uptown. I had to pull the fuck over. I was like weeping in the car. I'm like, okay, we got to turn this off, guys. I can't do this anymore. I got to get home. We hadn't seen the show yet. It like just heard about it. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? What happens? I knew like the shit at the very end, but what? Yeah, it it, get, it 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 goes there. Yeah. Um, oh, then you're like in the audience with everybody else, like weeping around you. <laughs> or the one moment, my favorite story from when we saw Hamilton together. We're sitting there, and there's a part in the show that they don't have on the the album. The album is the entire show except for this one part, and they hit that part, and you went. <gasps> Like, your breath just, like... And I felt you, like, crying next to me. So, of course, then I started weeping. It was just a whole... A whole fucking thing. 
You know what? What song gets me that that is particularly weird? Because this is like one I don't care that you know around the people at all. Is that "See You Again" song? From the Fast and the Furious. No, dude, we saw that shit in the theaters. I don't give a fuck about Paul Walker. My ass started crying. <laughs> oh my god, he's driving to heaven. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> With the horrible CG, they like plaster his face in the car, and you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> it will be a long day till I see you again, Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> It's just weird what, like, you know, like, uh, what hits you. Very much Stupid song stuck in my head now. (laughs) (laughs) You dick. Erica, how did Tunic hit you? I really liked it. I enjoy that it just throws you in and it's like, figure it the fuck out, stupid. Um, I love the little in-game instructional booklet. The instruction manual's cool. Yeah, that's awesome as hell. Um, I've been enjoying it. I like the simplicity of it, but like the, you know, it's simple, but the, it it, it uses it well. I've been digging it so far. I've only like a couple hours in. I think I've maybe played, I played two hours when the baby was napping earlier, but, um, yeah. So I'm probably going to play it when you leave. How, you know, as an aside... How old must a child be before they're not a baby anymore? You know, I haven't thinking of that because she's she's really a toddler, right? Because um, how old is she now? Two and two and a half ish. Yeah, just about two and a half. Um, Can we say yeah, like when, like what, what year do you say you stop saying baby? I mean, I we could stop saying it now, but I don't know. She's, she's the baby. Uh. I'm just curious. I don't give a shit. I'm just until curious. she gets to the point where she's like, "Please fucking stop calling me that." Then I'm just gonna be like, "I'm your goddamn mother. I'll call you whatever the fuck I want." Wow. But fair. That's like anyway. Joey. Joey's like, "I don't want to be called Joey." I'm like, "That's too fucking bad." I'm your older sister. I'll call you whatever I goddamn will. Please. Everyone you else can call, call you Joe. Joey. I call you Joey. Older Joey's sister. in your life? Older sister rights, man. Fuck you. <laughs> Shit bag. <laughs> Tunic. Cute video game with a cute little fox. Did you want to dig more into Joey? He doesn't want to talk. Listen to me talk about the fucking bard from The Witcher. No one wants to hear about that shit. No one wants to hear about it. You like to bring it up because it flusters me. So, no, we're not going to talk about that because no one wants to hear about it. And Sass hears about it enough, the poor thing. she got to deal with it on Discord and bring it up all the time when we're playing D&D. She doesn't want to deal with it. We are lo- and, and The Hankinator, he definitely doesn't want to hear about it. The poor guy. He doesn't need to know about that shit. All right? We're talking about the video game. We're talking about Tunic. You douche. <laughs> What kind of video game is Tunic? I have I know nothing about it. It's uh what is it? A cross between Zelda and Dark Souls is how you sold it to me? Essentially. It's an isometric action game. Um a lot of exploration, a lot of figuring things out. Anytime there's a dark corner, you got to go run into it cuz there might be a hidden path. I really liked that actually. Like and it, it's like with Dark Souls where you're uh you're um creating those shortcuts. Right. Well, so you can and, and get to these funny, newer pa- or these shorter ways to get to places. I dig the hell out of that. And what's funny is sometimes you find out um, you didn't even have to really create the shortcut. Like the shortcut was there, you just didn't see it, and then they lead you around. I to just it. had one behind a waterfall like that, and I was like, "Oh, I 
was right yeah. there and I didn't even fucking know. Yep. Rad. Didn't have to open anything. Right on. That's it. very cool. Yeah, they definitely use that kind of come back around level design that Dark Souls does um, for shortcuts. Um, I like everything about the game other than the combat. I think it's a little stiff. Um, and I'm it is, a little, I would agree with that. It can be a little... Yeah, stiff I'm is a, a good little, word for I'm it. a little burned out on every game having to be Dark Souls. Like, I don't know. I just sometimes I get tired of that style of gameplay where it's hit once, block or dodge. Hit once, block or dodge. And it gets a little, it's like when it's every game, it's like... Oh God! Oh, and see, so you play a lot more than I do. So it's been it's been a minute since I've played Dark sure. Souls or Bloodborne. So I'm like, oh okay. But it is a little. I, w- I wish there was a little more not fluid, but yeah, I, I don't know what the word. I well, would one use. thing I like about Horizon, the two Horizon games, is it feels very free flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you know, in like a Tunic, you're very much or a Dark Souls, you're very much playing within the structure they've set. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and not that every game doesn't set a structure, but some games it feels more open to interpretation. We have kind of more freedom within the framework that they've created for right. it. There's um, ways you can play it within what they've done. This is very, this is the combat. This is the way you need to do it. Yeah, but I, lo- I love the graphics. I love the music. I love the exploration. I think the map is very enjoyable to just search around. I like the instruction manual and the way you keep getting more pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there's maps in there. There's I maps like in lot. the instruction manual. Yep. Um, it's charming. I like that. Like the instruction. Like there's a language that you can't understand, but I'm assuming as you progress through the game, you're going to learn the language. So Perhaps. even if you didn't, I don't know that that would bother me. I'm assuming you will because I noticed. Like you talked about, like you you did some of the power ups, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like when you first get the power up, it has question marks, but then you do it and then it says it like tells attack you what it's for. or right. defense or whatever. Right, right, um, right. So I'm assuming like as you do more stuff, you're going to learn the language, I would think. I mean, I would almost be cool with it being very like, because I almost don't, I, I don't really care what what like the the reasoning is, you know, like it's just this cool like old place you're exploring and you don't know what the fuck anything says but it's like all right fine but you're still exploring and having a good time but i think part of the game is going to be figuring out what's going on and the story of what has happened Mm -hmm. to these foxes you know but it's cool uh yeah very well designed it's been a lot of fun so far like i said when you head out for the evening i'm probably going to play a couple more hours It, it is funny that it's it's funny how some games i guess change enough where they don't fall into a copyright minefield because like the main character design is straight up it's link it's link but yeah. he's a fox yeah <laughs> like, like there's no doubt he has the link's sword link's shield link's tunic i just don't think he's wearing a hat because he's a cute fox and they were like well he's a cute fox we can't put the hat on him that'd be a bridge too far so uh, i'm looking at this now and oh my god i mean it it looks like the hylian shield well, and it's very much presented like it, it it feels like you're playing like Link to the Past. Yeah. Which nice. is a good thing, like all around. Yep. I'm never gonna complain about that. Here's yeah. a question for you. Even though Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda game. When I oh, I loved Wind Wind Waker. 
Um, I was very happy we bought that. Um, was that on the Wii U? Uh, you yeah, that's how you played it. The yeah. HD uh, remake. That was awesome. So when when um, you know when Ocarina of Time came out, what ninety seven? Whenever that was. Uh, Final Fantasy seven was ninety seven, I believe. Ocarina was ninety eight. Ninety eight. Okay, and you know I was still a young idiot. Um, <clears throat> I certainly could not. I'm not saying I'm not an idiot still, but I was young then. Mm-hmm. Um. I definitely could not get through the game without having like the player's guide. I feel like I picked up the player's guide for that too. Now, here's the question. Could I, adult Bob, get through it without the player's guide now? There, I Ocarina think... of Time? Yes. Oh. Well, you've played through it. I would assume you'd be able to play through it again. But he's probably forgotten everything. 100%. There's that muscle memory though. I mean, we could do it i mean i just I, I i remember i bricked one of my saves in the water temple somehow because there was a way to do that and you i could like fuck up the the levels and i think they fixed that in the remakes but there was a way to do it because i remember like realizing and then that i had to start from the beginning and losing my fucking mind Apparently, but no i have it on the 3ds if you want to replay it but hands <laughs> i've heard um the version that's on the Switch now, they've updated the emulator enough where, like, it's pretty true to the classic experience. Like, when it first came out on the Switch, that it was all fucked up. But apparently the version on the Switch now is good, if you wanted to play it on there. That's what... What would... So... Final Fantasy VII Remake has been, from what everything I've heard, very good. Sure. What would, what are your thoughts on them doing, not a remaster, but a Final Fantasy VII Remake take on Ocarina of Time? Well, one, I think you have to remember that Final Fantasy VII Remake is not exactly the same story. So I think they're doing a I haven't read any spoilers, but I did see they're doing a they're taking it a direction. So they're doing a know, thing. We don't know where that's going. Um Yeah, I mean I think it would be nice to get maybe that game, but like updated graphics, uh updated gameplay a little bit, modernize the game a little bit. Um give it a little more depth. I don't know. Add Some, a little more in there. But I don't think isn't that kind of what each Zelda iteration is? Yeah, and also you know, when you're taking Final Fantasy VII, for example, and you're doing a whole new thing, they've it's a whole new game, right? Like, they're taking the settings, they're taking the characters, they're taking a lot of the enemies, but the combat experience is completely different. You've sure. changed the format from what is essentially kind of a 2d game i mean i understand there were some 3d graphics but it's it's very much like when you're walking around in the overworld you're walking around in a pseudo 2d environment right um and they've changed all that right so now you're in a fully 3d game they changed the combat they updated it it's a whole different game like there's nothing right yes the story and the characters are the same but everything else is new ocarina of time was already a 3d game that's true so, you know, I don't know. What would you do to completely change it? I don't know. 
Uh, I just, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those games that just I remember very fondly. I don't know how much I'd really enjoy playing it again now. When I went back and replayed it, and granted, I played it on the the 3DS version. I mean, I played the original, you know, back through, you know, however many times when I had a, a, a functional N64. I really, when I went back though, it, it it's always going to have like a fond place in my heart. But playing it again now, it, and it's unfair, but I mean, like, the combat is, it just feels old. Yeah. And it is a fairly simplistic story, but it's Zelda. You're not mm-hmm. coming in here for any depth. It's still fun, but I just think that they've improved upon it as we've gone. Sure. You know, this is off topic slightly, but... Um, it's this podcast. It we were matter. We were talking about Horizon earlier, and it made me think again. I think I've said this to you before, Bob. You know, um... Sony, it seems like, has really kind of recognized that they don't have much of a multiplayer portfolio, right? So Ghost of Tsushima Ghost of got, like, a multiplayer component that they added onto the game. Uh, Last of Us Part Two, at some point, is supposed to get a multiplayer, like, uh, competitive multiplayer mode. Um, and, apparent, and, you know, that's part of the reason they bought, like, Bungie. Is It's like, okay, now we have, like, a live service title uh and apparently they have a lot of live service games in development at sony right now like 10 of them are in development or something um and i'm sure not all those games are going to see the light of day right 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 uh so definitely they seem to have they've recognized that you know it's like we have all these great single player titles but we don't have much of a multiplayer presence i would love if they did a mass effect 3 multiplayer style mode for horizon because horizon is such great combat and i wouldn't mind a multiplayer like a, comp- a cooperative multiplayer that's just like you know you go into an area you fight a shitload of machines together uh you level up your character to get new abilities you it's your own character like you don't play as Aloy, right like it's your own character that you customize you unlock armor you unlock weapons whatever Mm -hmm. like that would be so cool if horizon got something like that because the combat the third person combat is so great in that game that just it begs for a big like cooperative like four-player co-op pve mode you know i haven't touched the new one but i do remember very much enjoying the combat in the uh first game it just feels really good you know it's and it's hard but it's it's you never fair. feel like you're fighting against the controls. No. no. Which is nice. I feel like uh, uh, Hades is kind of like that, too. Whenever I die, I'm like, well, I know exactly why I died. I was, yeah. being, I was rushing and I was being an idiot. Well, it's crazy like how good it feels in Horizon because, I mean, you've got so much you can do in the midst of combat, you know, and you can switch between. You've got that weapon wheel. Um and you know the various traps and stuff you can do. and it never like feels overwhelming i mean there are definitely uh, things that you kind of gravitate towards um and you know you become your mains but um you know especially in a lot of the bigger fights you do have to switch weapons like that you can't get through a lot of big fights without switching weapons at some point yeah so you got to get used to that, and it, it all works. And so it really is an impressive... You know, the first game was very impressive, and this game um, so far has been uh, as well. 
Um, one little like nice touch that they did um, that is kind of silly, but I think it, I think it just makes a good point is like, so in the first game, one of the, the funny, like one of the little nitpicky things was always that, you know, you had these yellow things all over the place to indicate where you could climb. Which, from a, a design standpoint, I completely understand why they did it, but it is a little annoying. It just looks weird, right? Um, so they they made it in this game where they don't show by default. You have to actually ping your focus. And then they show. And I kind of like that. See, I in the menus, there's an option where you can make it so you don't have to ping. And the climbing markers just show up all the time. Oh, yeah. And I turn that on. And the reason is, is that every time you ping, you have to hear that fucking ding noise. And there's no real way of knowing if you're going to be able to climb a surface sometimes other than fucking pinging it and seeing if the markers are there. Because you'll walk up to one hill and the hill will just be covered in climbing markers you could climb anywhere on that hill and then you'll walk up to another identical fucking hill (laughs) and you can't do nothing and there's no climbing markers on the whole thing you're not allowed to climb it so i got tired of having to ping 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 all the fucking time so i turned on the option where i could just see the climbing markers all the time and yeah there's little yellow marks all over fucking mountains i don't give a shit (laughs) it's nice there's an option for it you can choose whether yeah. you want it or not. No, that whole rant was just to say you're wrong. And you're oh, thank, wrong. thank and you're you. Wrong That's too. fine. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you're it annoyed welcome. me because it's like, it, I feel like in that kind of a game, I should be able to climb anywhere. Right. But this is not Assassin's Creed. Right. Like in Assassin's Creed, you can climb it. Yes. If it's there, you can you climb, can climb it. it. Um, In Horizon, it's definitely more of a, like, we're deciding where you can yes, go. Yes, sure sort of situation. Yeah. I understand it, like I said, from a design standpoint. I just would a little irk, but that's Yeah. One of the little nitpicky things. Um so I was gonna say, Erica, uh I thought you might have some interest in this. This, you know, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands just came out a few days ago. I understand it is a uh uh, uh made by D and D nerds for D and D nerds. So what it is is at its core it's a Borderlands game. Mm-hmm well um, tiny tina's from borderlands right. yeah but what they did is so in borderlands 2 they had some there was, was a like DLC, assault on right? assault on dragon keep i think was what it was called it was a dlc right mm-hmm. and what it was was you were um the various characters that were in that game were playing a D game being um gm'd by tiny tina who was also voiced by ashley, ashley Birch. indeed two polar opposite characters tiny yes. tina and aloy yes couldn't be any more different Um, but yeah. And so, you know, when you would go into it, it's tiny Tina. She's a fucking crazy maniac. So random shit would happen. You'd be in a fight and she'd be dropping skeletons in all of a sudden there's a giant dragon attacking you bomb drops on you. You're dead. You know, like it's It's Tina. She's a mad woman. (laughs) So, um, they basically took that idea and made a whole game. I mean, that sounds glorious. <laughs> and apparently it's very good. Uh, Is it on Game Pass? It's not on Game Pass, so okay. you would have to buy it. Oh. But um, 
you know, they did some interesting stuff. So, like, you know, generally in all the Borderlands games, you have your four characters normally. Maybe they, sometimes they add more. Mm-hmm. But you have, like, your four characters. They're voiced. They, they're that character. And they have their skill trees, right? Um, what they did in this game is there's no preset characters. You make your own character. You make them however you want them to look. And then you can pick, like, a personality or in a male or female voice based on that personality. So you have, like, a bunch of different personalities and voices that they've done. And then you can, like, pick stats, you know, like, you can raise your strength or intelligence or whatever, and those have different effects on your gameplay. Mm-hmm. And then each... There's, like, there's six classes that you would pick a starter class, and then apparently at some point as you're playing... You can then switch to a... You can have a secondary class. Oh, you can so, Nice. Right. So you can... Um, and I guess... I don't know if you probably have to like pay some sort of in-game currency. But you can switch the secondary class. But your first one is set. So you can then get access to the secondary class's skill tree. Um, but if you want a different primary class, you would have to make a new character. Um, but yeah, apparently... Yeah, and you can like mix and mash the different skill trees and everything. And... Uh, yeah, the whole thing is like very much like a yeah, it's a D and D thing, but they're calling it. It's like I think Tiny Tina calls it bunkers and badasses or something. <laughs> no, they actually mentioned it on because uh, 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 Ashley Birch has been on um, Critical Role. Critical Role. They mentioned it this last week. They're doing a one shot based on it coming. I think on Monday, if memory serves. Oh, really? And she is she going to be doing Tiny Tina? I think she's actually going to uh, be the GM. Right, I'm it. saying, yeah. is she going to be playing Tiny That's Tina? my understanding, yeah. Because okay, yeah. so it's, it's be, an ad for the, you know, their big money now, so it's, it's advertising. So she's good stuff, too. She's a really, really good role player. Um, she did a stint in Campaign 2 where she was there for four or five episodes, I want to say. And she was very, very enjoyable. Um, so, yeah, no, that's definitely something that I would want to check out. Yeah. I did hear you know, it's, 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 it's lovingly made, and it's got, like, the... You can very much tell it's it's folks who are uh, into the the dungeons and the dragons. Yeah, and it's like apparently, um, you know, obviously the gunplay is still a big part of it, but there's spells, and uh, I guess the spells are very strong if you build into them, and you know you can pretty much play like spell casting characters if you want to, or you could just shoot stuff if you want to. And they added like melee weapons too, which nice. is new for Borderlands. Um. I could see checking so, yeah, that out. It looks it looks cool and you know, games like that they're always more fun with more people, you know, when you have like four players or whatever playing it together. Well, if and I ever end border, up picking it up. The Borderland games are generally pretty fun. And Tiny Tina is one of the highlights. I never finished three for whatever reason. Didn't we start that together? No, you're thinking of two. Oh. We started two together and had like this is like eons ago had like a day where we just played Borderlands and then we set it aside and then I think I went through and I finished the campaign by myself. But um, no, we bought three. You played it for a little while. I played it for a little while. And that might have been right around when um, baby stuff was happening. I don't remember exactly when that was, but... Well, three, the gameplay is really strong, but the writing is a noticeable step back from one and two. And uh, I've heard the writing and the story are much better in Wonderlands. Nice. Um, and, you know, like, two, like, Tina's one of the highlights of that game. Like, she's a fucking lunatic. Well, two was a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Uh, some was, I mean, one was much more not so character uh, uh, driven. They really kind of went harder with that in two. But I still, yeah, I have a, I have fond memories of those two games. And I was having fun with three, but like I said, I don't remember why I would have put it down without, or it just didn't grab yeah. me for whatever reason. But yeah, if you went back to three, you'd have a lot more fun now anyway, because that game runs a lot better on the Series X and stuff anyway. So. We definitely, I don't know if we downloaded it, but we have it. So maybe at some point I, I can always jump back in. Bob's done. See the look in his eyes. I mean, we've all kind of been yawning. It's not that late, I guess. <laughs> Though some of us are, are uh, indulging in our running hobby tomorrow morning. So, What time are you waking up? It's Sunday, long day. Um, start at 8, so. Oh, so not bad. Actually, not too bad tomorrow, yeah. Hmm. What time were you up last week? Four. I think I got up. Brutal. Well, I had D&D last Sunday. So he had a... I needed him home by a certain time, so we yeah. had to go early. And I had 22 miles last week, so it was it was a little bit of a challenge. But Normally we go on Saturday. I don't remember why we did Sunday. So there's something and then, and then I brought him a pizza, Erica, because you just ruined his whole day. I know, I'm a monster. That was a good sesh, too. Yeah. Like, usually we have, uh, we meet for quite a while, but the first two hours we do not play D&D. We eat and we just catch up on random-ass shit. Sure. And then we start playing, and then normally, like, an hour later, there's another lull in the game where we have another, we have a break, and then we shoot the shit for more. This, we did the two-hour one at the beginning, but then we ended up playing for, like, five hours straight, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. I think they're finally starting to kind of understand it, get into it, enjoy it. So I'm going to start throwing some more curveballs at him, but it's been fun. Curveballs. I've been enjoying myself thoroughly. You know what? It, where curveballs are not effective at all? Super Mega Baseball 3. Yes. Well, they <laughs> Don't are. Don't ever bother throwing a they, curveball. They are, but you should throw them out of the zone. Don't throw them They're in the terrible. zone. Terrible. Terrible. Bob and I had an oh, absolute blast on Super Mega Baseball 3 last night. Well, it's my understanding that was a grand return for you. It's it been a while. Yeah, yes. it's been a while since I played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One one day, Erica, I got to get you on there because you know Bob. He goes to bed very early. He's got a very old man. But you know, we get you on there. You hit a home run. You'll feel the itch. <laughs> you know. You know what is ridiculous, uh, and I, um, as much as you make fun of me for being an old man, it's because I am. If I don't get like a full eight hours of sleep, he's a fucking cranky asshole. He needs to get eight hours, or it's a problem. Like I can... don't make the face; it's a fucking problem. No, I know. I I was just thinking to myself: the face was that I was very sad that when we went to Wendy's earlier, it didn't turn into a Bob experience <laughs> at a restaurant. <laughs> Because I want to see one so bad. It's been a while for you, hasn't it? Yeah. For a true Bob's gone out and something got fucked. Yeah. And you really don't have to go that many times before it happens. You know, like one or two. Guaranteed. (laughs) My favorite was the Portillo's one. I mean, there's many favorites. But where you ordered like a salad or something. Something that should have taken five seconds to throw together. But of course, you ordered a salad from Portillo's. And not like, like the good salad with all the shit on it. You had to get like the plain like sad salad. 
So Alex got his food very quickly. Oh yeah, I ordered like a hot dog and fries. It was ready in like a minute. Right, and you Bob were ordered waiting a like salad. half an hour. Bob ordered a salad. He legitimately waited fifteen minutes. Because they're he back was, there like a salad. He was, what? He was furious. Well, that's what makes it so funny. <laughs> it is. Is he gets progressively more and more angry. And that's just hilarious. I think it's funny that he's laughing right now because if it were to happen to him tomorrow, oh, he'd, he'd be would furious. Get so mad. He'd get furious. He gets so mad every time. I wish people could experience it because there's some people like Erica. When you're mad, it's not really entertaining. People just want to like not be around you, and you're not mad. Like just no, please, I'm unpleasant like, to be around when I'm no. angry. He can attest to that. Bob, when he's mad, oh, it's, it's so fucking funny, and you can't help but to laugh at him. There's a level like, of Bob mad that is not fun, and I've only experienced it maybe twice. I think, right, once or twice, maybe only once. But anyway. But no, there's like the lower tier anger that's fucking hysterical. <laughs> Annoyed Bob is hysterical. <laughs> like, like when you're at a restaurant and you're waiting for the check. I'll wait for the check. I don't care. I don't care. Exactly. I like him. Bob wants to get Bob out Bob wants there. to go the fuck home now. Bob has nowhere to go. He has nothing to do. <laughs> right. But that check should be on this fucking table. Yep. And I should have it. And I should be paying. And I should be leaving so it's this my motherfucker. Choice. It's my choice to leave. They're making me stay. Yeah. It's, the, it's the lack of control. Mm-hmm. Bob it's all coming back. a Can lack of it all control. all ties in. But we all know this is a sins of the father situation. Oh, yeah. We, Your father is that. terrible in every restaurant he has ever been in. And so you have to pay penance for this. See, and I can't go. If I go to a restaurant, like if I go to a restaurant with one of my friends and they're an asshole to a waiter or a waitress, I can't go out with them anymore because it makes me like, oh yeah, I, I feel like such a douche. You, uh, if one, if you're rude to food service people, I don't know that we can be friends. <laughs> Because it, no, it, it speaks a lot about you as a person. You think less of them. Like, no, that's somebody with a really hard fucking job that you've clearly never had before, and you're treating them like shit. Fuck you. I, well, I don't want to know and, you. And then another similar thing, which isn't like bad treatment, but I hate when I'm out with someone flirting. and they start flirting yeah. with the waitress. I got no time for that. Either. And I'm like, dude, she's not into you. She doesn't want to fuck you. She's just being nice it's to you. It's called a customer service smile. She's just being nice to you she's working because for tips. she wants a good tip. Right, exactly. That's it. Not your tip, a tip. A tip. <laughs> like, she don't want to be anywhere near your tip. No. Like, and this is not an extremely complicated concept either. Like, like look, after bowling, you went some you went once or twice. Yeah. After Hooter, we would go to Hooters after bowling. Uh-huh. We knew one of the waitresses there. She was super nice to us. Mm-hmm. She somehow would remember everyone's order every fucking time. She's it, good like, at her job. Yeah. It, it was like, you were way too competent for this and work. And it's, okay. you know, you know your regulars. You treat your regulars well because you get tipped right. well then. We, I'd walk in there. There'd be like a 45 minute wait and she'd be like, no, you come back. I'll just sit you down at a table. And it's like, that's the type of stuff you remember. Yep. You will tip well for. Mm-hmm. But I have no concept in my mind that she wants to fuck me. No. But some people actually believe Especially that any there. person of the opposite sex being nice to them wants to fuck you. Yeah. No, that's not the way life well, works. Well, and especially not at, at, at Maybe Hooters. if you're Henry Cavill. 
Well, the Hankinator, man. I mean, you're looking like that and wandering through the world. It's it's really it just, just not fair. Oh, it's yeah, the bubble. It's, it's life on easy mode. I, I fucking Henry love Cavill. that John Hamm arc on, on 30 Rock that first season where he's like a doctor, he's gorgeous, and like everybody, like he's just been failing upward his entire life. Like they just gave him his doctor's degree. He's actually the biggest idiot in the universe. It's hysterical. Yeah. John Hamm's great. I fucking love John Hamm. John Hamm. You never saw, did you ever watch the season where John Hamm was mimicking Larry David on like, Curb Your Enthusiasm? I didn't see that yet. That was incredible. It was glorious. <laughs> Have you seen Seven Days in Hell? I don't think so. Oh. It's, it's an HBO comedy. It's an hour long. And it's a faux documentary about these two, uh, it's... Uh, Andy Samberg and fucking Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Oh, then, is this the one about tennis? The tennis. Yeah, I have seen that. That's funny. Yeah, we were. Just and talking I think about it the okay, John Hamm is the narrator. I think I heard Andy Samberg is in Wonderlands, by the way, and I think uh, um, the rest of the Lonely Island fucking around in there too. Then I think Will Arnett is in Wonderlands too. Nice. I think he. I, I've heard. The main villain in Wonderlands is like right under Handsome Jack level. Ooh, like, okay. And Handsome Jack is up there on video game villains, to, you know, he list. Was enjoyable for sure. Will it's Arnett di- flying in with the vo- the voice world. It's a diamond pony. <laughs> and then he comes back like five minutes later. And he's like, I just want to clarify. <laughs> like, it's not like I didn't make this up. It's an actual pony made out of diamonds. <laughs> The Diamond Ponies in Wonderlands, too. Outstanding. (laughs) I remember what we were fucking talking about. We started talking about John Hamm. Another beautiful man. Yeah. He is, like, unfairly handsome. Like, it's just, like, how? Like, that's not... He's from St. Louis, though. He is from St. Louis. Which is Every, everyone's got a failing. Yeah, everybody's got a thing. I'm always reminded of guest stints. I think of like when Brad Pitt showed up on Friends, and remember, remember he hated Rachel because Rachel used to bully him in high school or something. You used to get those random. Uh, well, that one wasn't random because they were married at the time. But uh, yeah. like the like yeah, the big stars showing up on like some uh, random TV yeah, show. Like what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Who, who, what favor are you doing for this show? Yeah, they're, are they working on the the screen, the screen actor guild's raid or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brad Pitt's working for scale. <laughs> did you did you see like Sam Watterson's going back to Law and Order? Yeah, they're starting up. Here's the problem: the with main that new Law and Order show Here's, is coming back. This is the problem with that, though. You can't give me. Hugh Dancy in some sort of courtroom drama and then not immediately have me be like, well, where the fuck is Hannibal? Where's Hannibal season four? See, the fixation goes. changes over time. Yes! Don't! Like, oh, okay, Mr. Running in uh, TGM Nation over yeah, here. I don't know if... Uh, with the fixations. All right, really... pot kettle, like that kind of a situation. <laughs> Let's not, okay? Let's not... I don't know if Sir. you can really say much on this subject, Bob. I think sometimes you, know, you just have to pick your. Battles. You know, here, here's the th- here's the thing about it. Alex. You know, it's not like, but he's like, okay, I. No, you I get- know the fucking difference. I don't talk about my shit all the time with him. I have my friends over here who I annoy. You bring the stuff up all the time. 
<laughs> Am I wrong? Go ahead, Bob. What do you got to I say? I was going to say, you Defend know, yourself. I hyper fixate on like hobbies. You know, her hyper fixation is on attractive men. Not and, always attractive men, attractive women as well. And, and, you know, it just it makes me like, a little uncomfortable sometimes. Oh, you think she married you for your looks? <laughs> He's very handsome. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for having me here. Yeah, talk about Scotty and Holly a little bit more, and then we can, yeah. I just want to have coffee with my podcast friends. At least I'm not over here with the fucking unhealthy parasocial relationship thinking, ooh, I'm going to become friends with the people I listen Pokey, to on the podcast. Pokimane loves me. She's friends with me. <laughs> my ass admires from afar because I could never fucking talk to any of these people because I would turn into a shivering mess yeah. of goo on the floor. I'm not into dudes. If Henry Cavill showed up in front of me, I'd be like, uh big fan uh <laughs> see ya because one what do you what do you what are you, what are you gonna say okay well actually i could like talk about world of warcraft with him or something i mean but... he's a big fucking nerd so i could probably find something to talk about him with tell me about warhammer henry i'll listen all about it however much you want to talk about you'd be like henry can i just like are the muscles on your arm real like can i, can just, I just, just it'll them? be like that okada video can i just like Touch your thighs and you talk about Warhammer. I love that one Close your touches, eyes and talk about she, Warhammer. She touches his thigh and she's like, oh. That video is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just lie back and think of Warhammer. It'll all be over soon. <laughs> oh, my God. But no, even like stuff that I like, I can't talk to people like that. He looks like that. What are you going to say? Hi. I like your stuff. Yeah. Nah. Quivering puddle of goo walking the other way. Thank you. Hey, there's Link. Yeah. He's no fox. No. He's not, unfortunately. Little fox guy. Fox dude. Fox man. <laughs> fox die. Fox furry obsession. <laughs> this isn't a thing on the internet. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious me. Well... I think I did well here from my seat of power. <laughs> we all kind of fell apart there at the end a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> fell apart, improved. I mean, there, there's various ways of looking at I things. would argue the best parts of any podcast are when a married couple starts arguing <laughs> with each other about shit that no one else is going to understand. <laughs> <laughs> I will, well, no, because, yeah. I think uh, uh, Sass knows what both of those things are. So it'll be interesting to get that, that perspective. If Dong listens, ask him, like, what, what, did that make any coherent sense? Though he's so fucking sleep deprived, the poor guy. You're thinking of you, man. I am, at least. I don't know what yeah, these there's, I don't know if he even has time to listen to the podcast when he works 80 hours a week. Oh, so, so. we're down a listener, too, now. <laughs> Fuck. It's Sass and the Hankinator. <laughs> and the one rando from South Dakota we made up. See, here's the thing. If I would, you know, if I was the other fan of a thing that the Hankinator was a fan of, I'd be parlaying that to get to know the Hankinator. <laughs> oh, you listen to Subtle Interference? Too? You listen to <laughs> Subtle Interference. 
You know, I'm not talking about behind his back, so I'll, I'll I can say this now because I say it right to his face. My favorite dongism the last like few months is he'll be like, "Man, I think you know, I think I'm gonna buy some golf clubs. I'm gonna start going golfing again." And I just go, I'll go like With this. What time? I go when. <laughs> He's like, "I bought a new monitor. I'm gonna get back into eye racing." When? I remember that was a big thing. The yeah, eye racing. Not anymore. Not anymore. It turns out when you're working 80 hours a week and you're tired all the time, you don't have you a lot really of time for hobbies. do anything. Right, yeah. Right. Strange. <laughs> all right. Oh, goodness. Well, goodness me. It was good being here. As always, um, I carried the podcast. Oh, I have to ask, what, what did we think of the new... I think we're. I think this is. I think this is a permanent situation here. Okay, I'm into that. You know, after sitting here for like three hours, my ass isn't as worn <laughs> down as yours. Your two's. Your two asses probably are. I do think we're gonna have to, you know, at some point, uh, find more comfortable seating arrangements. Yes, I. I would not uh, disagree with. I that. mean, I'm okay here at the head of the table. I'm all right. <laughs> It would be nice to get, like, stands that could sit on the floor so we could sit, like, on the couch or something. Oh, that'd be nice. Get that'd a be lounge. But, I mean, I'm not buying anything new anytime soon, so. Just throw a uh, pillow just, on the fucking just, chair. And just say yes, Erica. Stop bitching. Just say yes. Uh, we can use the camp chairs that we got in the garage. Those would be more comfortable. For longer periods, for sure. Yeah. I would agree with that. Anyways, um, this is... I'm good. Right, yeah. This is, no, I mean, I'm good in this seat. Yeah, I, I got that. Thanks. A little smug. Let's just block him in so he can't get out. I mean, he could get out. We'll leave him. It's a card table. It's not like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's trapped forever. We just walk away. <laughs> Alex just lives there now. Bob the dog would rescue me. <laughs> Bob the dog would jump up and sit on your lap. He'd wedge himself in and be like, pets, please. He's uh, snoozing, snoozing on a blanket. So. And you're going to and you're going to wake him up like monsters to make him go snooze in his cage. I mean, unless you're staying up to play Horizon. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably what we're going to end up doing. Evil. Yep. That's us. evil. You're Bob evil. the dog should be in the bed. But who's more evil, us or the lady from Halo? Oh, the lady from Halo is cartoonishly evil. She'd kill me just for talking about her. <laughs> she thinks she's like the fucking, you know, communist leader or something. I don't know. Before we leave, I just want to point out how fucking funny it is that Vladimir fucking Putin was like, you know, I real feel bad for J.K. Rowling. This this cancel culture is, oh, is run amok. They've come for me now, too. <laughs> it's like, you know, you done fucked up. When Vladimir Putin is yeah. is empathizing with you, if that doesn't you. cause you to reevaluate your life choices, nothing will. Yeah, she's a fucking turf. I was gonna say cunt, but yeah, cunty turf. There we go. <laughs> we get the explicit rating on this, and that's a great word. I think when I get up, I might just take a picture. What you should do, Bob, is you should take a picture of my new chair. And you should post it with the episode. <laughs> On the website, just in case people are curious. Yeah. 
So Hank can know. So the Hankinator can know. Because Sass has yeah. seen the chair. I mm. have a feeling. And South Dakota. I have a feeling my guy Henry has like the most comfortable chair on the planet. Oh, every chair in his house is the most comfortable chair. It's on probably the gigantic because, you know, it, like his roided up body wouldn't fit in this chair. <laughs> now, Erica, you okay? Now, I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> now, what kind of chair does Hank want, though? Because does he want, like, does he want something that's very plush or does he want something that's got venting? So it keeps him cool during long sessions. Whatever he has, Bob, I'm sure he's not taking any fucking advice from you and your bad knee. Oh. You don't know, you <laughs> the don't gaming know chair. Shit. The gaming chair is out of fucking control. It is like custom to his like bonkers body. Yeah. Like, and he's paid like $20,000 for this chair. He knows the moment he needs to get back on a steroid cycle because he's not quite fitting right in the chair. It's a miss. Does it He's monitor like, his his water content for Oh him? yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. When he's those days on set where his shirt's off, that dude's so dehydrated dehydrated. Oh like, my god. He's yeah. about to pass out at any moment yeah. all during Like the those week scenes. before, they're like, Hey, guess what? No water for you. And then like he gets in the hot tub and he's surrounded by water. But he can't <laughs> drink it. Water, yeah. water everywhere and not a drop to drink. <laughs> It's like he's in the fucking desert, but he's in a hot tub. Between, like, the, the, the staring at it, just like the highly chlorinated hot tub water. Oh, we have gone off the rails. Erica is so tired that everything's funny. I'm not even that tired. That's the thing. It's the weird shit, Alex. I don't know. Stuff pops me, and it's just like, up, oh, and now we're gone. Let me ask you, Erica. Sure. This is an important topic to end on. Does Bob in the bathroom still have a fucking stupid stool? The stool is still in the shower. Why haven't yes. you thrown the stool away? Because I don't, do, I don't shower down here. So if you want to <laughs> pollute this, this uh, shower with the fucking stupid stool, by all means, go right ahead. I'm, I'm just saying. I feel you've maybe failed as a good influence on his life that you didn't take the stool <laughs> and immediately throw it in the trash. <laughs> He has so few joys, Alex, and he gets such joy from the stool. It's just so nice to, like, turn that shower on <laughs> at max temp and sit there for five minutes and just let the steam. See, the really funny thing about that is the only time I've ever really wanted to, like, hang out in the shower is when I'm depressed as fuck. So just like, ooh, now I have a stool I can sit on and be sad. <laughs> You can put a little speaker in there and, you know, bottle of bourbon, and just go full, uh, uh, what's that fucking name? Leaving Las Vegas. Get a knife and just fucking end it. <laughs> and just drift away. Sad stool. Sad shower stool. I find the stool quite comfortable. I'm glad that I almost slipped too. off at once. <laughs> pathetic <laughs> how fucking perfect would it be if he slipped off the stool and the bad knee crack gave out or something the fuck dies in the shower because of that stupid fucking stool <laughs> <laughs> and I, i've got to explain to people oh how you won't have to happen. you won't have to explain erica we're gonna put it on the gravestone <laughs>
Okay. I want you to know, Bob, if you do something stupid that causes you to die, oh, no, that's on the I gravestone. am making sure it goes on the gravestone. If it's not on the gravestone, I will carve it in. Everyone who ever visits that grave is going to know you fucking slipped on the sh- in the shower trying to sit down on your fucking stool and cracked your skull open. I'm just saying, if you want, if you want to utilize the stool, I suggest not soaping yourself up first. I'm crying now. I'm actually crying. It is actually. How old are you, Bob? This is the star I hitched my wagon to. Oh, I soaped my ass up too much, and I slipped off the stool. How old are you? What'd you say? Thirty six. Thirty six. You are thirty six, going on ninety. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like I'm surprised when he gets on the PlayStation, he doesn't come upstairs, Erica, and he goes like, "What is? What's this? Like I can't. What are the buttons? What do, What do I do with the right? What is this? What is this thumb thing? Oh my." God. Where do I put my hand? <laughs> Where am I? How do I turn this on? <laughs> What's going on? I I do find it quite funny, like when I'm literally falling asleep in the middle of a game with on the party, and it's 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 very evident because I I go from like kind of alert and chatting, and then suddenly. I think, oh, you think Bob's dead. And then I'm like, I, I found myself literally <laughs> oh my asleep God. with the controller in my hand. He's so old, Erica. He's so fucking old. Look what you've done to him. Oh, what I've done. This man. It's my This fault. man before you was a stud. <laughs> he had the spirit. I am of the an fun en- slayer. That's he true. He had the spirit of an endurance athlete beating in his fucking heart and then he met you and he just aged so dramatically it's what i do it's a suck the life essence yeah. i'm gonna live forever it's gonna be great that's why i can only be here for short periods of time i can't let the aura affect me it's pretty vicious uh, variant of effect spell but it sustains me are you like um oh my god colin robinson <laughs> oh, when is that coming back? Not soon enough. Oh my god! I still do have endurance athlete on my LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, I'm shocked. God in heaven! Right in the headline. He doesn't have to get a job, Erica, so it doesn't matter. If I saw that, if I was a hiring manager and I saw that, I'd be like, nope. Oh, <laughs> fuck for that sure. guy. And it doesn't even matter. You could be the greatest runner in the world. If on your LinkedIn it said endurance athlete and I was in charge of hiring, I'd strike you off just immediately for hubris. Right? Fuck this guy. <laughs> this guy's so full of himself. Fuck him. Fuck I cannot work this with this asshole. Guy. <laughs> it's funny. I've heard from his coworkers. They feel the same way. Ah. Ah. I didn't fall off the stool. I, it was slippery. I felt like it could have happened. 
What if? Okay. <laughs> All right. You know how people in the ER, you ever hear like ER doctors talk about how people come in and they always have these fucking bullshit stories about how something either got stuck in their throat or got lodged up their ass. A million to one shot. Doc. Right. <laughs> A million, million to, to one. one. <laughs> That's going to be Bob. He's going to fucking slip. The stool's going to flip over somehow and it's going to get driven up his ass and you're going to have to take him to the hospital. Oh, no, that's going to be an ambulance call. You guys get to deal with this. I will follow along shortly. Come, let me know when he's in the hospital room and things have been removed from holes and then call me. Then give me a call. Then let me know what's what. All right, Bob the dog's got to go out. Thanks for being here in your own home. Always a pleasure. Always glad to be here on my throne. Hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>